Welcome to another episode of Family Records. My name's Matt Rodolfi, and with me, as always, is my partner in podcasting. What's up, Blake? Am I not your partner in crime? Uh, I am a good law-abiding citizen. <laughs> I do not commit crimes. Uh, don't... Do I commit any crimes? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? Nothing? What, do you got something on me? I don't know. What am I... I'm just like... crime if I committed? Like, uh, we can't <laughs> be lame. Uh, Oh God! Now I feel lame. I've, I've pro- I used to when I yeah. I welcome even- to this podcast where we talk about our family <laughs> and try to be family friendly and are also talk about the crimes about we've our committed. crimes. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like <laughs> when I was younger, I would smoke marijuana. I would smoke weed, but now that it's legal, I don't smoke it. Yeah, anymore, it's, so it's it's not fun now that it's legal. <laughs> yeah right. Now it's boring. It's not my three children, <laughs> two full time businesses. No, uh, not at all. I'm trying to think. I'm not really a crime boy, man. I'm a good boy. I've always been like that. Yeah, it's just, it's not worth it. It's, well, I've but, always. Well, there's, like, there's some cool stories that come out of it, but like. Sure. Like, I, I'm right there with you. Crime I'm doesn't kind of lame. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, it's not even a, I don't know, morally is a whole different thing. But like, as far as practically i don't want to get in trouble with any police officers <laughs> i mean like like I, i've gotten a speeding ticket once yeah but. no <laughs> I, I mean i've gotten tickets but i dude i am such a rule follower i don't know if i've told you this story the first time that i ever s- smoked weed when i first tried it i was it was my junior year of high school and um i just broken up with a girl longtime girlfriend from on and off again and I had a buddy that had been trying to convince me to, to smoke. Was it Mikey? No, it was Karush. You knew Karush. You met Karush. <laughs> that makes perfect <laughs> <Yeah>. sense. <laughs> uh, so we all got together, me and a few few other friends. We all got together, and it was my first time. And anyone that's ever smoked weed before might relate to this. The first time I ever smoked it, I did not feel it. I mean, I, I did, but you expect, like, to see colors. Yeah, no, no, no. You yeah, know what I mean? You think like, it's you think it's gonna be like, like in psychedelic the or something. Yeah. Or like think. like that 70s show ruined me for what smoking yeah. pot was gonna be like. I kept like my butt Karush was such a he, he probably didn't even care I mentioned this. Everyone knows he's a stoner. But he would just keep going and I was just going with him because like, I don't really feel it. And then I look at my eyes, they're all red in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I don't really feel it. Like I kept waiting to be on acid. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like and it never came. And uh, anyways, well, I'm, it's I'm funny. S- you were there for my first time, and I'm pretty sure I had the same exact sentiment. You did. That's right. I remember. It was like, that. oh, like, well, I don't like feel this like. is it. And then we sat down to watch a movie, and I just heard, <laughs> <laughs> Blake. Oh, dang! But he wasn't yep. feeling it. That's smoking um, weed for you. <laughs> the weird thing is that this is a story of me following the rules. Because what happened was we did that. We went on the next day uh, in because I was a drummer and drumline. The next day we went to rehearse. Or not rehearsal. We went to a show the next day. Got up, went to a show, and won the freaking championship. It was like a crazy year where we just destroyed uh, our division. How do you <laughs> how do you competitively do drum corps? It wasn't drum corps. It was oh. marching. It was drum line. This was marching uh, indoor S- percussion. Still though, is it is it just like I it, uh, is, like are you measured on b- being in sync and uh, yeah you're measured on a couple of different things usually it's uh, music visuals and general effect is how they split it you have three judges so you put together a show um, that obviously you work on all year and, and and this was the early days of indoor indoor drumline indoor drumline is 
fantastic to watch right now. It's so artsy and cool. Uh, well, not right now, but it was up until COVID. And I'm sure it'll be cool <laughs> again. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But when I was doing it, this was the very fairly early days of India, and our show was Tetris. We all dressed in different colors, and we just are we did drill like normal drill that you don't really do that in the same way anymore in, in indoor but because it was tetris it was very syncopated and and it was really cool i, I don't know that if I, sounds I'll show you cool the show. like i it's i, I don't severely even exactly dated. know what to picture but it, like i've yeah. played tetris and tetris is cool so it's it's dated <laughs> it's nowadays like i've done i've taught cooler shows <laughs> that you know what i mean that I've, I've won with some of my schools uh but this one we so you're you're, you're judged on cleanliness as far so like the the music is includes performance like obviously being clean being together uh as well as as a execution so like if you're playing and executing harder stuff then obviously you get more points for it and then it's it's a judging system so you know the first one to go on ollie's has a rough year (laughs) but uh then visual which is you know you're marching and you're so like if you guys came out with tetris and then the next drum corps followed you with like Call of Duty. They <laughs> Call of they, Duty. They just win. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, well, this is way cooler. <laughs> Someone came out and they're like, this oh, is Witcher Three. They screwed it all <laughs> up, but you know what? They tried. Yeah, they went for it. <laughs> uh, and then general effects, which is a weird category. The general effect of the thing. Anyways, but so the, wait, what the hell is general effect? We can't just brush past that. Uh, it's it's the accumulation of the two. It's it's more about. It's very. It's kind of there's a lot of instructors I've worked with that don't really under. I mean, we understand it, but we don't. Is it just a, is it the wow factor? Basically, that- basically, <laughs> it's, it's how does the visual and the music come together? How does it all feel like? How does it? Because the thing is, you can have someone who's an excellent all. We, there's some been some that play like incredible visuals. They do a bunch of hip hop beats and like dance moves and stuff, but then they put they touch their drum like once or twice, and it's like that's cool. Uh, and they might do okay because their visual score is so high, but if they're not doing it, you know, music score is so mm-hmm. low in general effect, it's going to be a matter of like, well, I, I think it's just the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what does he value? Like, they played the drums twice in this whole thing, whatever. So, like, you really want Paula Abdul to be your judge and not Simon Cowell. Yeah, basically. <laughs> we all know which one was which in the circuit. <laughs> you know who you wanted and who you didn't want judging you. And, and that sad truth is that's like with anything judging, because it was only three judges. You know what I mean? It's like, if it's the same guy, you're like, they don't like us. They don't like the way we write. You know, like, they just they don't like the way we write. So the judge loves us, but this one doesn't like the way we write. Eh. Um, and this one said, it's a no from me, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then this said, this other one said, like, I don't know why you even try. You are the worst drummers <laughs> I have ever seen, ever to step on the floor. And this is my Simon Cowell impression. Welcome to Impressions with Matt. <laughs> Where all my impressions are terrible. Hey, I mean... It- <laughs> You can't be the worst impressionist at Fat Tango. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really do impressions. I do voices, though. Yeah, but you know? what's impressions but voices? I guess. Except They're just I really good voices. It's, really, it's being able to mimic. <laughs> That's the thing. Anyway, all this is to tell you a story where I'm a good boy that follows the rules. <laughs> I broke the rules. We went and destroyed with our drumline show. And then a week or two later, it got out from some friends that we had smoked some weed and... Uh, someone a close friend of mine actually who 
I'm surprised we got past this because I was pissed at the time. Was it Mikey? No, no, you don't know. <laughs> Actually, you do know him, but I'll tell you later. He uh, decided he was a super goody two-shoes. When he found out, decided to tell the director and all the parents and all that stuff. And it's like, so they like sat us down. We got like threatened. And I was up for, for drum captain for the next year, which I ended up getting. But there was all this like, well, I don't know. We're going to have to weigh that if you can't, you know, this is inappropriate. You're doing illegal activities and blah, blah, blah. And then you showed up oh. to like... Uh, what was, a narc dude i i am such a good boy that hurt it was like someone just kept <laughs> stalking me right in the chest it was like i did a bad thing and i got caught and it's my first bad thing and i got caught and now i'm in trouble i can't do bad things you know it was it was bad <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I like didn't you know you know me the math thing like okay I accept the consequences of my actions, and I went and stood before them, and even took a call with one of the parents of the of this the pant thing. <laughs> like I would be happy to answer any questions. I understand what I did was wrong, and I would be, you know what I mean, just like totally. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a loser! Why the hell are you not a politician then? <laughs> uh, like that—that that is a textbook. I just apology. told you, dude. I can't do bad things. <laughs> 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 I imagine I'd have so many ulcers if I was a politician. All the lying and the BSing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I've I've always been I've just been a goody two shoes. I got caught the one time and it like affected me hardcore. And then, you know, you're five, six years four not five years, a few years later, you're out of school and kind of back to normal or and you're like in the real world and you're like, Oh god, weed's like it's just weed. Yeah. <laughs> and I live in California. Like, yeah. Why are people freaking out? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb. You treat it like such a big thing when you're a teenager. Yeah, man. Like the, the stoner the kid in your program. class is did, like the druggie of the yeah. class, and it's like, oh no, they're just. Did Did you go through the dare program? Uh was that? I after? think I was a little young for it. I remember like was the, it gone by the time you were coming? I out? remember the dare officers like coming to my elementary school a couple of years and doing the thing where Dude. like you where like you put on the alcohol glasses and you try to walk the straight line. That's I, the only thing I remember. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the dare program in retrospect was the dumbest thing that we've ever done as a society. Oh yeah. The dumbest thing. They came in and showed me how to smoke crack out of a crack pipe. Like, you know what I mean? They come in with charts and pictures and like, this is how you do it. And this is a joint. And you roll it with a sticky side here. You know, it's like the, to the point where uh, maybe it wasn't, wasn't that bad, but it was like, I, I, I thought that drugs would be everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> what did you ever smoke crack? No. Then dare worked. I, I guess. No, dare didn't work. Crackheads worked. <laughs> I, lived, I lived in an area that you wasn't what? the fi- fanciest that makes perfect area. Sense. I saw enough crackheads to go. Ain't interested in crack. <laughs> that was it wasn't it was the dare program it scared me the, the weed thing that's what scared me. and alcohol and all that's you know like the dare program uh they 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 had you like freaked out that people were going to put drugs in your candy and stuff like and i like anyone who buys edibles or, or buys drugs is going to put it in candy and give it away for free to children like oh yeah i remember drugs that- aren't cheap I remember when that like resurfaced when Colorado legalized and yeah. they're like, yeah, don't take your kids trick or treating in Denver. It's like, yeah, <clears throat> what stoner is gonna go pay? Yeah, God, what is it like a hundred bucks for a bag of edibles? Yeah, what stoner is gonna go pay a hundred bucks and give it to a bunch just, of eat, like some like, kids? Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be some like rich dude that just wants to cause chaos. That's like a Bruce Wayne doing some Joker stuff, you know? Like, for I'm the just record, gonna buy a ton of. <laughs> 
for the record, this is uh, this is exactly the premise of our Halloween special from yeah, 2020. So go check out Fat Tango Super Presents. inspired by this, <laughs> especially because of all the memes of people like uh, would go out there like, like I'm going to spend my money giving it to kids. Like, you know, like, um, it, it's, it's it's so. Do you remember when they were voting on legalizing in California and there was like those couple of anti-marijuana uh, campaigns? They were still trying and it would be like a family walking by like a shop and these kids are like looking at candies in the window. And there's like lollipops and like pop rocks and all these candies. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, kind of. Like, oh, mommy, we go in there. Uh, and the California kids are like legalized walking. while I was living in Montana. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, you so. didn't really see it. So, you know, yeah. I, I might have seen some of this on visits home, but dude, it was so dumb. Because it's like it's like, oh, do you really want your kids seeing it? Like, like a dispensary is just gonna have a fuck like treat it like a a a a it's like a candy shop. It like looks like a candy shop, and these kids are like, oh, the candy shop. I want to go inside. Ah. You know, it's like, do you want to expose no. your kids? It's like, no. It, like, How about you be you, a parent that doesn't take your kid, and you know what I mean, like or explain it well hold on you know and, I, I, and when no they legal see, dispensary when is even like that well like when, it it's, yeah it's like a lot of them feel like speakeasies like where you have to go around back and you have to have the special knock and they open the little like ice yeah, lit right? in the door seriously <laughs> i i think i don't know what's the password well but then like and then on the same thing it's like how does that not apply to everything else with ellis he knows he knows i drink whiskey he knows i used to drink beer and he knows they're adult drinks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've took taken the time to explain like, yeah, it looks like a juice or something like that. But it's like, trust me, you wouldn't like it. And uh, you know what I mean? Like even the fancier like root beers, because uh, like, you get the like hard ciders and root beers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. He's like, oh, I want apple juice. Eh, it's not apple juice. It's grown up apple juice. It's got, you know what I mean? Like well, you, yeah, you explain it, it. It's going to make you feel sick because you're a kid. You know what I mean? And then he gets it. You just explain it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, these that are candy, grown up candies. That candy will taste amazing, kid, for sure. But you're not going to remember anything until your next birthday. <laughs> you really want to experience that? <laughs> I mean, is it going to taste amazing, though? Like, the, the, that's a fair point. Like, I mean, because think about it. You, you've had edibles before, right? Sure, that's true. They usually they taste, taste like, like weed. Yeah. It's, it it's tastes not like a, good. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like if I if I bit into a brownie and it tasted like weed and I wasn't expecting that, I'd be like, oh, and I didn't. Especially if you didn't know what weed tastes like, I feel like I'd be like, oh, this yeah. this turned. This is gross. <laughs> you know, because like, uh, uh. <laughs> when you when you take it edible, you do it for a reason. Oh yeah, and no, when you, no, you just, deliberately do yeah, it. You eat it, and you know when you're eating it, like uh, this is this. I'm going to horf this down. I need a chaser. You know what I mean? Like, because like, I, I did the whole thing when I was in college and Denver legalized. I went to Denver and yeah. went and checked out a dispensary, went around back and knocked on the door and said the password. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I ended up getting, I think it was lollipops. And I was just, I was curious. Sure. Because I've had brownies and I know brownies. I've taste never had the like lollipops. Do they taste? Yes. They, they, they just taste terrible. <laughs> Well, it, it's not like terrible, <laughs> terrible. Like it still tastes like a lollipop, but there is a very strong like tinge the, of the pot people in that it. I know that are that really dig on edibles. It makes sense. It make like to me, they like the taste of weed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, to me, it's like I don't really. It, it, I, yeah, I, don't, I'm not, I don't dislike it, but but it's like they they like those people that really I can I know known people that'll just sit and chew on a lollipop or you know what I mean forever. And oh it's yeah, like, I know. Like yeah, you I've like, got a buddy you like who just taste. loves it. Yeah. Um JR. No. JR. No, JR <laughs> is actually also a pretty goody goody yeah? when it comes to He's straight laced. 
Is it, what's the word? Uh, well, I mean, not like super straight lace. Like he's <laughs> the one that introduced us to egg beer after all. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, he's a risk taker. That's right. <laughs> he just he just doesn't mess around with drugs of any kind. Oh man, it, <laughs> I that egg beer. I, you want you should take him out to like a brunch a brunch or something and like give him an egg beer and then be like all right bring us another beer and then just start pouring some hash browns into the next one or like you know like some flapjacks <laughs> bacon beer <laughs> well bacon is, beer sounds he, fun actually. he went out and discovered apparently egg coffee is a thing i've heard of butter in the coffee never egg coffee yeah i guess it's um you like Crack an egg into your coffee maker with the grounds, and it apparently soaks up all the, uh, like all the, the gritty nutrients. To quote Nacho Libre, <laughs> I, I mean, huh. I should hope not. That would kind of defeat the purpose of putting an egg <laughs> in your coffee. Well, like I you mean, think you're putting the egg in the coffee for the nutrients? That's, right? I guess that's what I meant. I must have misunderstood. <laughs> I hmm. in the coffee maker, huh? Like that just have you seen the that TikTok seems guy? Like that, it would be such a pain in the ass to clean. Yeah, that that makes me think of that TikTok guy, or the espresso machine. Have you seen that? Uh huh. Where he'll like people submit things to Wait. grind and put into an espresso. So, please tell me this is not the same dude with the soda stream who just will carbonate random submissions. I don't think so. I think it's a different guy. Have you he, seen those? Yeah, I've same seen idea. those. Did you the chocolate <laughs> milk? And it was like, oh my god. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> the one that blew me away was he did pickle juice. That's and just nasty. down the whole That's thing. Freaking gross. I Granted, don't care. They do make pickle soda. I don't like pickles. So really, like not at all. You didn't know that? No. How Hate did pickles. I? Love cucumbers. Hate pickles. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what's funny? Chelsea's the yin to my yang. Loves pickles. Hates cucumbers. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Oh God, what was I saying? Uh, what were you saying? What was it? I don't know. We were talking about like eggs in your drinks. Uh, and uh, No, the espresso guy. Yeah, yeah. the espresso so guy. So I've I seen him do like crushed up Oreos, but then I've also seen him do some be like top ramen spice packets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. He just downs a little like, oh, <laughs> he pukes a lot. It's pretty funny. That's <laughs> funny. The, the, I just choked on my own spit. Ooh, that's rough. <clears throat> yeah, the yeah. day, the day after, uh, we all drank the egg beers. I ended up coming across the soda stream guy doing raw eggs. <clears throat> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. But also, I need. I feel like I need to see that. JR. Um, JR. That's up yeah, to you, come on, buddy. JR. You need soda stream bad. <laughs> um, it's almost 20 minutes in. We haven't started drinking. We should yeah. start drinking. Yeah, no, this show gets a lot more fun <laughs> when we drink, although I think we're off to a good start. I'd say so. What are, what are we drinking today before we right. continue our talk? Because <clears throat> I, I I could keep chit-chatting. So tonight we have Rebel Kentucky Straight Bourbon from Lux Row Distillers in Bardstown, Kentucky. Bardstown, eh? Yeah. Oh, Willie Shakes again. <laughs> Keeps showing up. Yeah. Didn't know he was from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> In Fire Verona, where we lay our scene. <laughs> well, golly. <laughs> is that is that what this show is going to become? Just us doing Shakespeare in different voices? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm weirdly on board for it. Yeah. 
All right, well, what do you got for us? I'm ready to drink. What is it, right. the Rebel? So since 1849, our original award-winning recipe has been made using only the purest Kentucky limestone filtered water and new charred white, white oak barrels. This, this whiskey is older than the Civil War. Yes, but not older than Michigan, as we learned yeah. in yep. yeah, yeah, two yeah, episodes yeah. ago now. Yeah, that's true. Michigan was made, then someone was like, Michigan, time to make whiskey. Makes sense. I can see the connection. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Why don't right, we uh, drink give some it a taste? This. All right. Clink. Smells like bourbon. Teen spirit. I think we let the water get too. Yeah, I think we uh, we might have we rambled too on too long. We're just gonna have it's, to shoot this and start over. Yeah. Oh wait, right. we can't. We only have right. the little sample bottle. <laughs> Chug this. We'll do a fresh one. We're gonna cancel this episode. <laughs> no, actually, I mean it's delicious. Uh, I, but I wonder it's, how it's certainly watered down. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is because we let the ice sit too long. <laughs> God damn it, we Italians and our rambling. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's yeah, it's definitely watered down. Dang, we messed up, man. Yeah. We're bad whiskey boys. Bad bad whiskey boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you're a bad whiskey boy, Blake. I'm a good little no, whiskey boy. No, you're a bad whiskey boy. <laughs> that hurts, man. It's supposed to hurt. That's what happens oh, when you're stinks. a bad whiskey boy. But I'm such a good whiskey boy that it hurts so much when I get called a bad whiskey boy. No crimes. No crimes. Oh, man. We might have to try Rebel again because I don't feel like I can give a fair yeah, impression I, of their of their whiskey. Oh, we, we messed we, up. We, we botched this one. Uh, Boo. Family record for worst whiskey tasting. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> worst whiskey tasting. That might be this record, huh? That might be the I, name of the episode. It might have to be. <laughs> worst whiskey tasting. Someone's going to think that it's the worst whiskey. Like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. We're making Not, that clear. No, if, if anything, the family record for worst tasting whiskey Or worst would be whiskey few. boys. Maybe that's it. Maybe worst whiskey boys. Or maybe worst whiskey boys. Worst, worst, worst whiskey boys. No, but like, there's got to be a worse whiskey boy than us somewhere out Mikey. there. Mikey, Mikey's a pretty bad whiskey boy. Yeah, he's a bad whiskey boy. So uh, is your dad just chugging whiskey? <laughs> I can't believe he just took like shot that. I was, wasn't I, sh- I honestly like a shot and a half or two shots. I honestly sh- don't know if I've seen my dad take a shot before. <laughs> <laughs> all for the all to be able to feel like he dunked on millennials. Your dad. Uh, oh, forgive me if my voice is a little uh, uh, graspy today. I was. It's all right. It's I got was, a uh, nice uh, gravelly tone to it. Well, thank you. No, I was uh, recording today. I had a, a lot of. I didn't realize the script we're doing right now had so many screaming lines. <laughs> is this? Uh, yeah, the okay. next month. Yeah, next month. Do Do we want to talk about the episodes that are coming out? I, I always feel weird <sighs> about that because, like, what do you mean? Yeah. Because we're talking about deck picks, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I just noticed, like, the stuff that we have in production, we don't really give a whole lot of detail um, about. Yeah. Which, I, like, I, I, think, I don't think we should. I think it's, but, as a rule, it's cleaner. It's not that it's not want to get it out there, but the way that our process works, everything taking three months just for production, 
and then an additional month or two for writing you punch ups and all that stuff like it's a long process and i think that if we start talking about them too early it just gets messy uh, well, as far as fair. us keeping track on I, I don't think it's a big deal i have to talk it to really mikey does, i don't think it's a big deal to mention the title it really does dwarf our like what week and a half turnaround time on this show seriously <laughs> our turnaround on this i mean we are on a delay uh you know to be fair but it's not that bad bronies we're like two weeks behind now somehow yeah, we ended I noticed up with that. How, do you, how do you have more episodes than family records <sighs> now because we we put out more to begin with yeah i don't i don't know i i really don't know. i think because we had we had one we both i had think some. i know huh i think you guys are becoming bronies <laughs> <laughs> shoot (laughs) no by the way by the way i listened to your guys's last episode Uh uh-huh how did neither of you know anything about horses when you lived not 20 feet away from was i wrong is a bridle not the face thing no it is the face thing it just it took you like 10 minutes to explain it it's mikey it took me 10 minutes to confirm it the fact that mikey just didn't know at all he lived on the ranch for what two and a half years yeah well, I mean, to be fair, we don't we don't go and tack the horses very often. We we just they just live over there. We go over and give them apples and stuff with the kids when they're not all saddled up. You mean to tell me you have never once ran into my grandparents down there and they like showed Ellis what all the stuff is? Um, not really. No, I mean Audrey a little bit, but she. Not really. I mean, again, you guys I, need to take I, better I, advantage I, of having horses. I did. <laughs> I did know what a bridle was. I just wanted to confirm. You did. It. You I were Googled just really it. bad at explaining and it. And I wanted to Google it to confirm <laughs> it because I would have felt like a dummy just like because I don't I'm not that confident. And also, you're missing the bigger point here. The bigger point is this is a world of like aware, conscious horses and no humans riding them. And they still have saddles and bridles and all of the horse tack for for no reason oh i'm sure there's a reason i think it's a kinky reason <laughs> that's where i was getting at <laughs> i mean why do you why no, do you it's think like it's there are so many thing. bronies in like that weird area of the fan base uh, i think it's because it's just a show it's a good show that people like i think with anything you're gonna have a weird cult following but because well, maybe I mean, it, it allots is a rule itself of the internet. Well, I think because it allots itself to, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of strong female characters, and I think because of that, and there's so many guys that can appreciate. I mean, it's easier to appreciate the show because it's pretty well written. You expect it to be completely different than what it is, and so you know you got a bunch of dudes that are pervy, and you know what I mean. <laughs> like, there's pervs in every, you know. Dude, I am so blown away by this show. Like, I, I have yet to actually watch an episode, but I've been listening along to your guys' podcast. <laughs> and just the picture it paints and hearing you talk about it, it's... I don't know. I'm worried at this point that I should have just started watching because now my <laughs> expectations are going to be ridiculously high. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did you listen to this last episode? We just... Oh, we ripped it apart. <laughs> well, we did not like... You had to explain what yeah. a bridal was. Oh, I hated that episode. sucked. Anyways, we're, we're not here to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> this they might the be they bronies. might be bronies fans yeah they might be they might be bronies <laughs> that's dumb that's uh, but dumb. that's what we do here at family records is it not we do dumb that's right um yeah so yeah so this rebel tastes like water yeah i i pretty much just yeah 
Hurried up and downed it. Down it. Get into the uh, rider's tears. This has been one that, like, there's been a few whiskeys now that have just gone into the regular rotation, and I am really happy about it. Yeah, the rider's tears is a is a very good one. I've been drinking it all week. There definitely is something about Irish whiskey that's like. Would you care for more ice? Yes, please. Yeah, something about Irish whiskey is just it's a refreshing change of pace. Like there's something. It still tastes like a whiskey. It's still but a it's whiskey, different. but it's closer to bourbon than scotch. But it's not. It's still its own thing. Yeah. So. No. I'm, well, I'm, and it's I. I always feel just that much fancier when I go to a bar and I order, like even if it's just Jameson, I always feel fancier ordering that than like Makers. Really? Yeah. But Makers has the wax. Yeah, but Jameson's <laughs> imported, dude. <laughs> Oh, I get it. You have no American pride. Got it. Hey, am I, I'm part Irish. Am I not allowed to celebrate my heritage? Where's the Italian whiskey? Where's the Mexican whiskey? I I don't know. Like, can you make whiskey out of like pasta? That would be the Italian whiskey. It's just tequila. <laughs> I do love tequila. Your mom, that tequila we had at your mom's house recently. On, well, was yeah, it was surprisingly good. Not I that recently. I don't remember what it was, but she said it was like a cheap bottle. Yeah, I saw it at Costco, and I was surprised at the price because it was very good. Smooth. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to look into that (laughs) because we're gonna just talk up a a tequila you can never try. It's just a mystery tequila. It was amazing, and we'll never know it again. (laughs) And you'll never get to try it. Well, those are always the best things, though, right? You can't remember what it is or where to get it. Or yeah, those are the best ones. They live on in your memory. They just hold a special place. In your mind. I wonder if the microphone's picking up this window. I don't know. It's a nice warm night in California, and our air conditioner did not cool it off in here before we started. I hope you know in half the country, if anyone's listening to this, they're going to be so pissed for us saying that because May is still like winter. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I I don't know what to tell you. I I honestly, I, I... Maybe you shouldn't open your window then? What it, solidarity? I got to sweat. No, no, nah. not not us. No, we've got to open the window. Oh, it's California. Yeah. It's oh, hot yeah, as balls. Yeah. No, nah. if you live in the Midwest and it's still winter, maybe don't open your window. Yeah. I mean, do your thing. You know, <laughs> we're not going to judge you. And how are we going to know? You going to email us? You can email us if you'd like about know, opening your window. We've got analytics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's I'm sure that's a metric, right? People who open their windows while they listen. Sure. <laughs> Those are the kind of people that are listening to this, I'm sure. Uh yeah, people that open their windows when they listen, people who let the ice melt in their whiskey. There's yeah, got to be a way to measure all that cuz that's all right. <laughs> yeah, we're really messing up. I, I don't know. You you lived outside of California. I've I've only ever lived in California. Which is weird. Yeah, you kind of have, haven't you? I've probably like, been more places. Well, I don't oh, know if I've been uh, more places than you. you. Your family travels. Well, not even necessarily just my family. Well, our family. It's it's our side of the family that does the traveling. Let's go through all the places you've been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, it, let's say it was United States. What all states right. have you been to? So, United States, uh, I've been to the entire West Coast. So... Washington, California, Washington, Oregon. Oregon. California. Uh, I've done Arizona, Nevada. I've driven through Idaho a number of times, but never really stopped. Okay. Other than like to gas up and 
I need to pull up a picture of the United States. <laughs> hey, what kind of American doesn't just have a big old map? I do. It's on, on my. Wall. It's not on my wall. It's on my phone. I see my phone way more than I see these walls. <laughs> it's the American way, bruh. Let's see. Oh no, not satellite map. Yeah, your phone that was made. Okay, so but you've been like Wyoming, right? Yeah. Wyoming. So Wyoming, Montana, Idaho. How about the Dakotas? Not the Dakotas. Colorado um, and Utah, though. Okay. So. Have you not been to the East Coast? I have been to the East Coast. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working my way over there. Oh, okay. Little by little. Um, let's see. I've been to Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana. Louisiana. I remember when you guys went there. I have, like, I've been to Illinois in the sense that, like, when I was in St. Louis, there was a bridge across the state line. But it was literally like I just walked across the bridge and back. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if we want to count that. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Been to Mississippi. I haven't been there. Um, Maryland, Virginia. You been to Maryland? Yeah, I went to D.C. Oh, oh yeah, D.C. is like. Well, do, do we count D.C. as its own thing? I think so. Because I mean, like it's, it's, it's really technically not a part of Maryland or Virginia. It's just like if you leave the city, you're in one of the two. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Maryland, Virginia. New York? Taking a rest stop in Pennsylvania. Have you been to New York? Yes. Okay. New York and New Jersey I've done. Did you say that? Did I just miss it? No. Okay. No, I just. I think that's it. I think I'm up to. That's not okay. So we're about the same. Yeah, actually, it's not nothing as far as states go. I, I like, haven't been to Washington. Let's see. I'll just rattle off real quick because I can just follow the path that I went for drum corps. I've <laughs> <laughs> been to California, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, Idaho, New Mexico, Texas, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, I've been to Kansas. I've been to Missouri, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Iowa, Nebraska. Uh, where are we going? Uh, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. I, I think that's it. See, I think you've got a few on me. Uh, yeah, well, different. You've been a lot more. How about outside of the country? Uh, I've only ever been to Mexico. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess I can't talk. I've been to Mexico and, and France. As we've established, that's it. Like, have you been to Hawaii? No, been to, never yeah. been to Hawaii. Oh, your family went without you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, no, I can't remember what it was. I just I couldn't make the trip, and they already had the tickets booked. Dang, they were like, "Sorry, Blake." Yeah, we're, we're not going to let you dive. ruin our Hawaiian vacation. Wait, wait, there's a fun story. What was it, Audrey? Oh, I don't know. If uh, no, uh, you know what? You started friends. it. If you don't want to out her, I will out her. All right, out her. All right. <laughs> so. We never got to grill him on this on the podcast, but my dad has just god awful smelly feet. So they're chilling in the hotel room. Okay. And Audrey takes a pair of just like foam earplugs. Yes. And she shoves them up her nose so she doesn't have to smell my dad's feet. Classic. And she's, <laughs> you know, and, and like she's and being. And they're not called nose plugs. Yeah. No, and here's why. She's being funny about it, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm so clever. And then she goes, oh, 
<laughs> I got a call from my parents at like one in the morning. Like, uh, like yeah, we're in the ER right now. God, that, that was so funny. I mean, it probably wasn't at the time. Of no, all the I'm things, sure my parents were mortified. Although, Audrey was probably like traumatized. I wonder if the doctors, if that was an easy one, because they probably deal with kids with stuff up their nose. And then they walk in this girl and she's like, not a toddler. You know, yeah, no, like, she, oh. she was a teenager at this okay, point. Okay, what happened? Oh, oh, earplugs. What? I wonder if it was a relief or what it was like, because if they're pulling like a little Lego or something out of a kid's nose, like that's probably hard because it's hard. But like, do you think it was easier because the ear, like, if they get up there expand. and they expand and shrink? So like it should just pull out, I'd imagine. In theory. Or is it tricky? I don't know. I mean, my parents sent me a text. My mom took a picture up my sister's nose and they could not see the earplug. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Sucked them into her brain. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Oh, poor Odd. Uh, I love poor you, Audrey. Odd. Yeah. Someday we'll have her on the show when she, she's older, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, she's she not quite old to. enough to drink whiskey yet. Yeah, so. uh, once she's old enough to drink whiskey, we'll just give her some grape juice. She'd be like, no, I'm not going on a dumb show. <laughs> she's juice. probably at that age. Yeah, she's way too cool for it. Like, Yeah, she's a like, proper teenager now, man. It's fun. It's crazy. Well, it's like you guys give me crap all the time for like going through my like athlete phase. She's in hers right now. Oh, yeah. Where that's like that's her whole big thing. And like power to her. Hey, man. We make fun I, I miss of you, those days. I went through a band. Mine was banned. Yeah. I went through that phase. Hey, I geek. was the best. I was a geek, but I was also a marching band. It was all like I was in the best shape of my life. Same way you were. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like I miss. I miss like having that level of discipline. Sure. Doing doing podcasts and comedy, like you do kind of find that, but the level of discipline, it's not in working out. Well, I it's think about like taking the time to write our, our and prep and our routine is for as far as our output, like our you know, scheduling and stuff like that. I definitely attribute to my experience. Because oh, sure. I was obviously in it and that was my thing, and that eventually you become too old. I mean, you, you don't age out of football until you do, but not in the same way. <laughs> in drum corps and marching band, you, you don't get to do it after you're 21, which when you're like 16, you're like, man, well, I mean, this that's is so kind cool. of football. It's, that's forever. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's like. There, yeah, there, there is a there is a professional avenue for football, but that's like the top 1% of the 1% of football players. But we don't even players. get that. This is a top 1% of that age group. You know what I mean? Like to be. In I like, mean, I told you, man, you should have just been in a rock band. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I problem was like you're 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 from San Diego. That's where like pop punk began. Yeah, but I wasn't punk, as I explained not too long ago. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. A, I I think back, dude. My my musical tastes have expanded. I got really into pop punk like in the last couple of years of my life. I didn't care about Blink. When it was actually happening, um, my mom, I grew up just only ever hearing my parents' music and, you know, it was bad, wasn't bad music. So I got really into like 70s and 80s, you know, rock and pop. And then like my dad with like Billy Joel and some of those other <laughs> Somehow ones. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. But like, here's a weird thing. My parents, like my parents graduated high school in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I same thing. I grew up on my parents' music, and my dad was always way more into the classics. But my mom listened to '90s music. So <laughs> growing up, Blink One Eighty Two was oh, that was my parents' music. Yeah, that's <laughs> dang, that's like, crazy. Yeah, I 
weirdly that makes that's one of the few things that makes me feel young <laughs> is like looking back to those days <laughs> Ugh, blink 182 that's mom music <laughs> that's mom music <laughs> That's no. That's, and now I just absolutely love it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I. It took me so long. I didn't care the whole like. Where are you? Like I did. I realized years later that I just didn't like Tom DeLonge's voice. Oh, uh, that was like the whole draw to Blink One Eighty Two for I me know. was Tom DeLonge and his weird voice for everyone. <laughs> like I, I. I liked the the because he like revolutionized this whole like idea of guitar playing in, in this way too, which I liked. But it was the <laughs> it was his voice I didn't like. I realized later now that they got like Matt Skiba, I, I like. Mark Hoppus and him together. I like they their, do. the like, sound. I, I know that people aren't as big on like nine and all these new albums, but I don't know. I like them. I, uh, I held out on Matt Skiba for a while, but like the more I start listening to Blink 182's newer stuff, the more I realize that yeah, like he's a better fit for this new grown up Blink 182 yeah, than Tom so. ever was. And yeah. like, I like Tom DeLong. It's just the thing yeah, is, he it, fits. Matt Skiba fits the band better yeah. now than Tom did back in the nineties. There's, I mean, and people's uh, people's judgments. I think there's fairness to him. Like, I do think the current Blink is there is some. F- <coughs> they are a bit formulaic um, in their approach to songs, but I mean, dude, they're in their forties now. Yeah, and they're, they're still, allowed to like well, go the through the motions. Is, the thing is, if you know anything about them, it's it's the band Blink that's a little formulaic they're all exploring and doing other stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Travis Barker's constantly working with other artists and, like, Travis producing Barker other artists. Produce, or, like, he makes beats for a lot of, like, hip-hop music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah That man. was something that blew me away because I only ever knew him as the dude from Blink-182. Yeah. Oh, and I, growing up being a drummer, I because I grew up on this, like, old, I was like, oh, they're the best drummers, Neil Peart, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, because I liked Rush. That was one of the ones I discovered on my own was Rush. My parents weren't Rush fans, but, like, I, I was like, oh, God, I hate that, Matt. He was so judgmental of music that wasn't the one that he liked. And I don't know where, I think my, I actually attribute Mikey to a lot of this. Like, he really opened my mind because he's, the, again, like with the, we've talked about with like Wonder, Wonder Woman 84, he likes any movie. Oh, yeah. And it's almost the same with music. He likes any music and he finds a way to appreciate all of it. And it really changed me. And it's really it's influenced me. I've explored so much more and I have so much music now that I never would have found. And I love like, so, uh, so does this mean that like with Mikey's influence, you finally come around to Sarah Jessica Parker? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, no. come on, man. Can't you recognize it for what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that lady. Actually. Yeah. This will be out by the time yeah, Pillow Talk drops. So, so I can make people that, will reference. Get that reference. <laughs> uh, that was obviously, no, I've just never, I've never liked her. I, <laughs> so what, what, I, what is the deal there? Like I, I know you've never liked her. I just never understood why. I, I, I wish I could tell you. Cause like, like here's my thing. I don't really care. I don't hate everything she's in. I like a lot of the movies she's in. I, it's just I just never. What about what about fa- failure to launch? Is it does McConaughey make up for Jessica Parker? <laughs> all right, it, all right, it, all right. Is Jessica part of her first name or her last name? Is it Sarah Jessica Parker or is it Sarah Jessica Parker? Dude, do you not know about middle names? <laughs> well, like, why would you? Why would you have your middle name in your name? Like, why not? 
I, I don't know. I, I go by like I think my book it was Matthew Gino Rodolfi or M G Rodolfi. I don't remember how I put it on my on my book that I published. Oh, like, you hack doing the initials. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah whatever. I was just like nineteen, bro. They let me publish a book. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who goes by their initials? I don't know. I mean, we talk about Jr. Yeah, no, was, I, was I, I was, I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I, I, I just can't talk <laughs> yeah, about, sorry. about him. I, I also I couldn't think of a punchline. So did. sorry, Jr. We oh, failed his you. His name is his. His name is the two letters J and R. I thought it was like a, like Jr. Jr. Like Jr. Jr. Binks. <laughs> That's dumb. I'm sorry. I tried to save it. I don't even know how to respond. I tried to, that. to save like, it. That was just. We need more whiskey. That's the answer. Yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> it's always the answer. Actually, I should top off. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't like Sarah Jessica Parker, but um, Mikey. I don't know, Mikey. Really? Well, you've been exploring too. So, like, he opened my eyes a bit to Blink. Obviously, like I said, I've also <clears throat> discovered some other bands I like that I never like. Like Roswell Kid or uh, Big D in the Kids Table. The, my favorite mm. band is Pup, who I discovered I like Pup. because of Mikey. He was he was showing me like uh, some of their early albums. And I like uh, like Dark Days and some of that stuff. But man, I had started listening to Pup a little bit, and I was feeling the same way as all these. Like, oh, this is good stuff. Like, this is great. And then the album Morbid stuff dropped. That's a good album. I love that album. It's my well, favorite clearly, album. You bought it on vinyl. Like, yeah, that's, bro. That's got to say I something. Gotta, Final, I got it digital. I got it everywhere. I I love that album. I can listen to it. it if you, <clears throat> I would say people, even if you're not a like punk fan, because it's not really Are punk. They punk. They, like, there's like kind of this new genre, man. It, well, it's it's a lot of like I'd shouting. Say it's, like, it's like, but it's not rock. shouting. It's yeah, it's like, kind of like, alt rock. There is that like between that album pop and punk, but it's not pop punk. Yeah. it's like its own thing. I love that album. The album is. The music is so upbeat and feel good in a way you don't really expect. It's not but like then Scott's it's still feel got good. like the angsty punk thing Dude, to the, it. The lyrics are insane. Like the opening song is like, I was bored as fuck, sitting alone and thinking all this morbid stuff. You know, like if anyone I slept with is dead and I got stuck on death and dying. Like it's just all yeah. about like getting lost in your own dark, morbid emotions. Well, I mean, I'd expect nothing less from the <laughs> album that very like boldly states morbid, morbid stuff. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, if you ever listen, I love that album. It's the the lyrics are gold, the singing is gold. It's it, Chelsea doesn't like it, but you know, oh, yeah. have you did you listen to that Vampire Weekend album that dropped last year? Two years I ago? did not. Did I never like really Vampire? followed Vampire Weekend. I don't I, have like anything against them. Yeah, I just that album's in. You, you might like it. They it's a dramatic shift from uh from their like if you ever listened to like campus and all that stuff like it, it's very that was very like i don't know how to explain it I, I was all right i saw them live once one of the only bands i saw live it was it was cool whatever this new album's very bizarre it's like they have like this like country feel kind of mixed into it and it's like well very much mixed into it uh, there's a couple songs i really really like on that album I have to show you some. It's yeah. I, I've I don't know. I, I love. I wish I had more now. time to do like deep dives into music. Like if I didn't have work to read books and and listen to music, I don't think I'd be exploring. If when we do do this full time, I feel like I'm 
lose a connection to the earth. See, I almost bit. feel like I'm going to have more time to listen to music because I don't. I for whatever reason I don't like to listen to music at work, uh-huh. so it almost always had to has to be podcasts or audiobooks. Sure. So like my time for music is in my car, and I just I don't drive anywhere where it's worth it to put on an album and listen because I'll yeah. get two songs in and be there. It, you have to be in the right mood for some music too, though, because yeah. like that's the thing. Like I've also gotten into a weird habit where like I don't really listen to music in the car anymore. Really? Yeah. I I don't know. It just if I'm by myself, there's a I, weird like alone with my thoughts thing that I've yeah. just kind of fallen in love with, man. Yeah. I started when I started meditating years ago. Um, I stopped listening to music, and I was on these long hour long drives for work, and. I would drive in silence in my. That's funny. That's what happened to me. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was meditate. Like that's what started. I just I finally felt comfortable with my own thoughts. I don't meditate as much as I used to, but I that time has become meditative. That time of like like for work and stuff, I'll listen to a podcast all day while I'm working, and then get in the truck, take it out, and just sit in silence on the drive home. Well, and that's very bizarre. Same thing. Like for me, it's I don't know if meditative is the right word, but it is. It's. Like driving is my time to focus on things. It's yeah. it's almost like, like I get my shower thoughts when I drive. Yes, yeah, and, that uh, entirely. I don't. I get home and I have three kids. My shower is two minutes yeah. if I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, and then doing thoughts. like doing like the fiction and doing stand up and stuff. It's my place to rehearse. It's my place to try and work oh, stuff yeah. out in front of my yeah. audience of myself. That makes uh, sense. You know, because it's just I. Yeah. It's it's my one place where I really feel like I'm just sealed off. Yeah, I I totally I totally relate to that. I do that. <clears throat> I've been doing that for years now. I started that, that in twenty. I want to say, <clears throat> twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. I started doing that, and I've I, I drive in silence. All Mikey, when he started working with me and doing stuff, he'd be like, <laughs> finally after like a couple months, and he's like. Dude, how come you never have music on? We just drive in silence every day. And I was like, Dude, I didn't realize we were doing that. I'm amazed. <laughs> Bailey and I have been together for five years, and I'm amazed. She has never once questioned why we'll get into my truck and just the music is turned off. I, I have do I do it more. Now that I have kids, I'll put on a lot more music and, 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 and driving. Now that I have like a... Well, there's a time and a place for it, but yeah. like it's... And like there are times when I'm driving around and it's like, man, I really just want to listen to music. I don't need to, yeah, you know, I don't need to go through my typical driving slash meditation. Well, and there's certain certain things when like music's coming that you have to like you just like I'm trying to think of the last album that came out that I was oh like the last I'm obviously a big Dave Matthews fan too. Not not huge, but I still listen to every new album and. uh <laughs> of like course when the last album came out it's like i don't Matthews care about when and where ever too yeah i have you know what's funny is i was just talking about this with mikey um i i had a friend that was really into dave matthews band and less than jake and i this was the one of the some of the first exploration i ever did beyond my parents music and this friend of mine Speaking of less than Jake, shout out Krista Makes. Well, that's what I was going to kind of get in at. Well, this is what kind of sparked the conversation because Krista Makes did our uh, our uh, intro for They Might Be Bronies, right? And uh, <clears throat> I I was I was presented these two, and because like Mikey talks he, to him less than Jake, obviously Ska was huge for him, but less than Jake's very introspective. A lot of mm-hmm. the songs are oh, yeah. about growth and considerations, thoughts, whatever the hell it is, right? It's its, its, its own thing yeah. for sure, and it's. 
it's good. No, it's fa- it's the music is high quality. The thing is, I was presented less than Jake and Dave Matthews at the same time, and obviously Dave Matthews is very introspective in the same way, right? <clears throat> and oh yeah, I just latched onto Dave Matthews. I just I latched so hard into Dave Matthews that less than Jake at the time, all the songs sounded the same, and I just didn't listen. See, that's funny. Like all uh, the Dave Matthews songs sound the same to me because I, I just I never I latched have, onto I've Dave Matthews. Never heard anyone say that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> about Dave Matthews, that never that's ridiculous. Once? No, nobody has ever, ever <laughs> said that Dave Matthews all sounds the same to me. <laughs> Not least of which my wife. I, <laughs> uh, oh, I am very... of listening to new albums. By the way, uh-huh. uh, that is one time I have kind of made my exception for no music in the truck or no, you know, I don't not having the time to binge through an entire album. Was the new Dave Matthews album? The new Ninja Sex Party album. Oh, yeah. I always do that, too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love Ninja Sex Party. That's one of the few that, like, I am always just keeping an eye out for. Well, that, there's, they still I will slap. Always, I will always listen to the new Blink-182 album, even though I'm still, like, I'm coming around to Matt Skiba, but I'm still, yeah. like, arm's length from him. But I will still listen sure. to every new Blink-182 uh, There's release. a lot of albums I'll still listen to. Like, <laughs> like Pop, the newest EP that drops. Like, I didn't like as much morbid stuff, but it's still Pop, so it's still awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but like Tenacious D, well, see, that's so going to Ninja Sex Party, that's comedy that just keeps slapping. Every, oh, yeah. every album's well, fantastic. Get, like the, the actual quality of the music gets so much better yeah. with every album. And then did you listen to the last Tenacious D album? Uh, uh, Post Apocalypto? Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was bad, dude. Yeah. It was bad. The reality, I, 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 I've been defending it for years. I've been like, ah, maybe it was good. Maybe I just missed it. Maybe it just felt too on the nose because it got super duper political for no reason it in the way that very the entire unnecessarily main, yeah. political. And I was like, after a while, I was like, you know what? And it's funny. It's I like, tried so I don't hard even necessarily disagree with all their politics. It's just, no, it's just, I I'm don't want to hear it. I want to hear politics have to go into everything. It seems I like they're hear just, about them, like having rock battles with demons. Exactly. And, all, know, the, and all the, all that stuff and, like, just stabbing so, each other in the back over who gets exactly. to run city hall it just felt so so on the nose that i was just like now i do appreciate what they were doing because this was not just an album it was like dude like they, it was an animated series so i appreciate that and the thing that they were trying I to was do so excited for that album too i wanted to love it so much well, but like, i just i couldn't after Rise of the Phoenix. And I do love Tenacious D. Like, please, Tenacious D, come on the show yeah, and right. defend the album. Sure. By all means. I saw that. I saw them uh, when they were touring after they dropped Rise of the Phoenix. I loved Rise of the Phoenix. Oh, Rise of the Phoenix it's was awesome. awesome. And I got to see them live at uh, US, no, UCS, UCSD. They were playing there, and I was in the freaking crowd. It was. Did you get to meet them? Oh, God, no. Nah. That would have been awesome. Why did you? Oh, yeah. You got to meet freaking Kyle Gass. I did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Kyle Gas has his side band that he does, the, the Kyle, Kyle Gas project. project. And I had, uh, I was actually taking a, um, it was history of rock in college, and one of our, we had a couple big assignments. We had to write this like ten page paper on a concert we've attended. Okay. So I'm just randomly scrolling through concerts and billings, and I see the Kyle Gas band <laughs> is going to be here this Friday, and it's like, oh well, I have to. Yeah, how could you not? <laughs> And you got I, to freaking meet him. Yeah. It was awesome. I've actually, I, I got a picture with him. We might have to put it on the Instagram. Did you tell him how you felt about the last album? 
I did not. It was pre-post-apocalyptic. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And, yeah, it was pre-post-apocalyptic. Pre-post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it's not no, the thing is. But, it's not that the music sucked. It's some of the concepts, like the was the, the some of, some of it was great yeah. before it got all political. It, it, it like halfway through. It, again, I keep going back to it. my reference is always a million ways to die in the West. <laughs> like it's, it did that thing where it was hilarious, and then halfway through it just whoo, died. Yeah. And it was like, oh man, the whole back half is not listenable. I don't want to listen. I, 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 so bad that I, that I don't go back and listen to the first stuff that I did think was funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm right there with it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad I can still go back and listen to all the other Tenacious D albums. I can't like. Surprisingly, that concert has made me a fan of the Kyle Gass band. Yeah. Uh, Isn't the Kyle like Gass I've project been, is the band band? Oh, because huh. it's the KGB. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But no, I did when he came to Billings. I, I got so annoyed. He was like, he came down off the stage and he's walking through the crowd singing. And like, you know, he's interacting with all the people at the tables. He interacts with the people at the table to the left of us and then to the right of us and then behind us. And then he just kept going. Uh, screw you guys. Granted, <laughs> I, I did like pull my phone out and just immediately surprise him with the flash. He was like two feet away from me. So that just... was a big old middle finger. <laughs> like, all right, not those guys. Did you know he's from Castro Valley? Uh, I think you told me that. I didn't know that. Like, yeah, it's just it's a neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> it's our neighbor. That's <laughs> he's pretty a local fun. boy. I still because I've been doing stand up in Castro Valley. And you're like, I'm just, gas used to I'm walk just, right here. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting to walk into the bar one night when I'm getting ready to perform. And Kyle Gas just sitting there at the bar. <laughs> like, hey, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think I have some theories on Tenacious D and I think the big theory is they they killed it obviously with their albums and stuff like that and I'm sure it was a lot of hard work. Oh yeah. Um to get up where they are but like I think the era they came up just wasn't cohesive to what they were doing and then Jack Black started doing movies and Kyle Gass too even you know like they started doing oh, yeah, other things. Oh yeah, a lot. And so like ultimately they dropped their first album, they did the movie, they dropped Rise of the Phoenix. Am I missing an album? I'm not missing an album even. Well, I mean, like there was the movie soundtrack. Well, that yeah, and that was great. Which, which is a great and standalone album. Like I had listened to the Pick of Destiny album several times before <laughs> I ever even yeah, saw the too. movie. Yeah, me too. No, so it's like essentially. I mean, one of them was a movie, but that's what I mean. Like, so essentially, that first album wasn't an album; it was a collection from yeah. the show and from you know, like from the comedy, like from the world. So like that the only, was cool. Discovering the show way after so everything else. Too. They only really wrote two albums that were just well only one because postal apocalypto is a cartoon like you said yeah so really they only wrote of their four albums only one of them was a written to be an album album you know what yeah, i mean seriously so like i think it's just because all of the things they've been doing and don't get me wrong because i i wouldn't want the world to not have jack black as an actor you know what well, i mean i would never wish that upon D anyone is almost kind of we we've talked about fat tango presents being like you know, it's this thing. It's a labor of love from the four of us. But, sure. But, you know, like we're all going off and doing our own things and trying to find success in our own right. Yeah. And even other ways to make Fat Tango well, successful. I, I think what I'm getting at is like Ninja Sex Party, with because of the internet, just was able to start doing it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if, if, the, if Tenacious D had the internet access and the connectivity like that, especially when they were young, like Ninja Sex Party is, like they're connecting yeah. with the youth and all this, like their fans on a much more instant level. Like, I mean, 
to be fair, like what does Ninja Sex Party do with their extra time? They do cover albums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they're solid cover albums. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't really listen to them though. Because no, they, they, no. Like know, I have, they're, yeah. they're, they're solid. They're very good. I'm very impressed by them, but I can, I can also just listen to the real song. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in the world we're doing. So for obviously that's a labor of love for them, but it's like, same thing. If, if, in that downtime between all that stuff, Tenacious D was acting and doing comedy and trying to get out in other ways. So I can see, like, really? Yeah, and we that guy get... who played drums for Tenacious D was trying to start his own band or something. Yeah, something uh, what, like that. What's I, it called? The the Food Fighters? Yeah, like something about fighting uh, f- f- fools, fooled <laughs> fighters or something. Yeah, that guy ended up doing something, too, so... I guess a guy who I've also met. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, you almost met the whole tenacious. Yeah, I've team, met two thirds. You used to meet Jack Black. You're not going to now. He's Jack just Black. On... Come on the show. Nah, nah. He's busy, dude. He's on TikTok. We got to make this happen, dude. He's just running around his undies on TikTok. He, <laughs> he's not going to get him on the show. <laughs> he really like leaned into TikTok, didn't he? Um, and he's TikTok been killing is, it. Is pretty like... much the Jack Black platform. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. Like, and all he has to do to be Jack Black is. Well, because he got into like gaming and Twitch, I think, for a while too. But then, Jablinski like, Games. Yeah. And then he now he's just on TikTok. Like, again, he just wears like a Captain America mask and a shield and a Speedo and just like <laughs> runs around through town. I love it. I do love so it because it's basically like. Basically, Nacho Libre. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do love it because he just does it at his house. So you get to see like, oh, yeah, he's rich as hell. And then also, he just does it in his rich people neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so like that kind of grounds it for you. You're yeah. like, oh, the neighbors like he's probably living next to like Celine Dion or something like that. And she's like, oh, Jack Black's just running down the street again in his underwear. You know, like, <laughs> you're like, okay, good. He's still Jack Black. <laughs> Even he's if got, he's like, a rich like dude. Gary Oldman down the street. Yeah. Like, oh, Jack Black's running around in his speedo again. <laughs> See, your Simon Cowell impersonation is now not the worst on there the show. Go. I like uh, to think Jack Black's <laughs> outside like, Gary, come out here. I brought you a Speedo thong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if Jack Black and Gary Oldman lived in the same neighborhood, come on, they'd be friends. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, I learned on a pod because podcasting, because that's, you know, so many insights into the world. Conan, uh, a co- Conan. The Conan. Barbarian? No. <laughs> I cannot think it was O'Brien. O'Brien, there it is. Conan O'Brien and Adam Sandler are neighbors. Okay, that, like that's news. That? To, that's news to me, but that's not surprising uh, news to me. So Conan O'Brien has a <laughs> podcast um, that I stopped listening to because there's about forty something ads in every episode. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, you know how it goes. Earwolf it's almost shows. as bad as watching his show on TV. It's dude. It's. <laughs> Honestly, Don't get me wrong. I love Conan O'Brien. Well, and I, I love Earwolf. I do. I love the Earwolf Network. Uh, but yeah, because they're so tied into Stitcher, I think, and all that. Like, and they have all the premium services. Like, the amount of ads on their shows is just so much. Like the Office Ladies podcast. I love the Office, but I stopped listening because I almost half of the show hey, dude, is ads. Dude, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like well, e- even without the ads, man, watch along shows are just rough. Oh, hey. <laughs> 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 no, it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's an earwolf thing. So because I stopped listening, it, it but, is, but Conan interviews Adam Magic Tavern. Now that I think about it, yeah. Now that they've moved over, um, but now that ear, now that uh, so Adam Sandler was on Conan. They were talking about it and they're being neighbors. Like, oh, you live near me, and apparently Adam Sandler does the Jack Black. He does what you the Adam Sandler version of like harassing his neighbors, where he'll walk down the street. I guess. Well, so it, is the Adam Sandler thing just being Billy Madison in real life? 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, he'll be walking down Conan. He's like, he'll be walking down the street, and I'll just hear Conan, Conan, and Adam Sandler laugh. He's like, yeah, because I know you might be there. So he's walking to see Coney, oh Coney, come out and play, Coney. <laughs> now, for the first time, I see the resemblance between you and Adam Sandler. Yeah, did I do a good impression? <laughs> yeah, there really? you go. Do I do it? Do I do a good Adam Sandler? I don't know was, if I've ever tried to do Adam Sandler. It was pretty solid. Oh, Coney. He does a... Uh, oh, God, not him. Someone does an Adam Sandler impression. Have you heard Adam Sandler does Hamilton? No, but I, <laughs> I need to know what this it's, is. I think it's it's not him. It's someone doing well, impressions. clearly. But, but that, the that, impression that almost makes it better. It's so good. And it's like him doing every song. This guy does the voices in liter- of every character in Hamilton. <laughs> it's like in the room where it happened. I want to be in the room where it happened. Like, but it's it's incredible. It's so much better than mine. It's like when I first heard it, I was like, no, Adam Sandler's just bored and he did this. You know what I mean? Like, it sounded like '90s Adam Sandler doing Hamilton. Yeah, it's dumb. If you're out there and you haven't heard that, it's I think it's on YouTube. But I'll it's literally it's the out. entire like two and a half hours. It's just it's just a recording <laughs> of the whole thing. It's pretty ridiculous. Oh man! Oh geez, we're over an hour, bro. Jesus! All right. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? I we were talking about like celebrities being neighbors yeah, and being how I've met everybody D. but Jack Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black. Did you see the t- the TikTok of the dude like doing impersonations if actors were Pokemon? No, no. <laughs> it's like doing all these like voices like uh, Patrick Warburton. Warburton Patrick. Because, you know, like a Pokemon say their oh, wait, names. Maybe I have seen yeah, this. Yeah. And, then, and then he does Jack Black at one point. Uh, that's the best one. Jack Black. Jack Black. Black Jack. Like, I'm terrible at Jack Black. Let's be honest. If Jack Black was a Pokemon, he would not be saying his name. He'd be saying the Fligu Gigu. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Black. Jack Black, what the heck was that? Hey, I my name know. is Jack Black. <laughs> How are you doing? You like the holiday movie? I was in that movie. <laughs> For a minute there, that like veered away from Italian too. <laughs> yeah, well, what can you say? I said I had a strenuous day of acting. Would you like more icicle? I would like more icicle. Thank you. Icicle. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, it's like a book or a movie. You ever think people just Where? judge the shit out of us when they listen to this? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> There's judge a, me harder. Is it the cabin? Is it the no house in the woods? I remember cabin like, in the woods. Cabin is that the one where the the girl's like a ghost or whatever? And they're in a cabin in the woods. In the woods, yeah, I yeah. Think <laughs> it's not in the rainforest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, do you want some more? Uh yeah. No, it's like uh. Oh, I don't remember what it was. Actually, wait, no. I think Cabin in the Woods is the one where they live on Elm Street. Cabin in the Woods. And <laughs> shout out, Sean. McGrory. <laughs> uh, no, no. I remember because I remember my dad. Wait, in... why? <laughs> Into the Woods. Oh, okay. I was Cabin <laughs> in the Woods. I don't know. Because we, we did that a lot. I did that a bunch when he was on. <laughs> and we had to keep talking crap about Sondheim. Um, God, was... No, my dad. I remember my dad and my sister were obsessed with... Uh, this book and it was about like this guy's trying to solve the murder 
of like a little girl or whatever, but it like didn't, it, it, but it turned out it like they couldn't find anything. And it turned out the murder weapon, like the guy like used an icicle to kill her. And because the icicle Wait, melted, I know this one. Which the doctor one? was the mother. No, isn't the stabbing with the icicle like a one of the yeah, big yeah it's a riddle, but it's like I, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of it wrong. Or no, 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 I think the, she wasn't murdered. An icicle fell and killed her. It was like the twist on that or something. That is like the lamest way to die. I don't remember that was one of the. It was a very. Um, I hope that's not how I go out. I think it was a very like go back to Christianity and stuff. I think it's a very Christian book. Like it's about like seeing into the other side or i i generally i haven't as not as a rule that's the wrong way to say it i, I just haven't explored a lot of the books that my, my dad and my sister like and they know that i like the, the gnostic stuff and the mm-hmm. text and like so obviously i'm they know that i like christianity as a hobby so well it's it's fascinating I mean, it's, to read about yeah it's just it's one of those things i really don't know how connected i am to the actual faith. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, but the thing is, it also gives me an insight to where I have a lot of respect to, for them for it. Oh, you know for what sure. I mean? um, so it's, it's one of those like things. It takes you, more commitment than I'm willing to give. Yeah. So well, I, no, it's, it's not even that. Cause I, it's yeah. Yeah. Maybe that is it. Like I'm not quite there, but I actually have a lot of respect for them for pursuing it. Like, and having well, that exactly. belief, but at the same time, because we dig into all these other things, like I, I have the same, kind of feeling about people that don't um i i do think that like atheists that are just aggressively anti any kind of spirituality degree, that's, that's, is, that's as much committing to a religion as yeah, committing to I a religion that's, that's <laughs> ignorant we've all experienced a little magic in the world not that it means there's a guy in the sky with a beard but there's something no, going but, on you know it might it um, might mean there's a guy who draws mice and ducks and builds theme parks <laughs> out there and we're just we're just a ride. There's <laughs> some aliens that like we're they're on their earth ride. How is that not a religion yet? How is Disney not a religion? <laughs> probably because he's problematic. The, uh, <laughs> I, I say all that the stuff. Dude is a religion. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's that's it's been it's been gaining traction lately. Really? I've only seen that movie once. I don't think I've ever actually seen the entire thing. Really? Yeah. I remember I saw it one time, everyone was so obsessed with it, and I was like, okay, what is this? About to be awesome. And I was like, eh. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, it's, 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 not, it's a cult movie. And yeah, that's, it's a that's cult kind of mo- what cult movies are. Like, you either love it or you think it's eh. Yeah, like, I guess so. Like, you and Mikey have talked about, oh, does it Boondock Saints? Yeah. That's another one. It's a cult movie. It's if you like it, you really love it. Yeah, there's some people that are eh. But it, yeah. All right, well, it, you know, if it doesn't appeal to directly t- to your like individual film niche, yeah. Then well. it's uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, it has, has a fairly people. mass appeal, but it is a cult movie. And there are people that don't like it or it gets too built up like our like Jake. Yeah, <laughs> like my brother in law, Jake. He, I feel bad. I, I kind of did the same thing to Bailey. Really? And then she watched like, it. Yeah. And she was like, eh, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, you got to be careful of that stuff. You gotta oh, be careful. Well, so I bring up the Christian stuff to point out a, a book series that I did read, uh, which was the Left Behind series. Have you read that? It sounds familiar, but so, I don't. So that's the really series remember. where basically it's about this guy who's like a, a airline pilot, like, and the rapture just happens while he's flying a air- airline plane to you know whatever, and he's like, cont- he doesn't commit, but he's kind of contemplating adultery um, because his life's kind of boring. He's an airline pilot, and then all of a sudden, half the people on the air on the plane just kind of disappear, and their clothes are left in piles. I've and seen then, I've seen a TV show like this. Did they end up on an island? 
Uh, no, obviously. So he brings it down. Not all the planes make it down, but uh, then they get down and they start to figure out like, so there's just this thing where a bunch of people like disappear. What I like, what is interesting, it's it's not what I expect. I thought it'd be way preachier. And he does get a little preachy at the back half of the series because there's like 10 books or whatever. And I'll be honest, I didn't read the last two because it started getting, actually, I shouldn't well, say it's because I mean, it was getting preachy. They changed the narrator halfway like at the last few books and the narrator was pronouncing the names different than the other narrator and it was driving me nuts and they had different voices so the characters felt different you know what i mean like the inflections and stuff so i I just stopped and never picked it up again oh um, dude i hate that so much it it took so much work because it happened with the song of ice and fire books oh really what a book to happen so it was it was the same narrator but like he got caught up with all the books back in like 2002 oh okay and then the next book came out in like 2008 or whatever. Oh, so it's and been so, a while. Yeah, it had been a while. So we had different voices for all the characters. Oh. He pronounced some names different. It's the same dude. Uh, so yeah. at least at least there That's was closer. that element of it. Yeah. But yeah, it was like I'd listen to the last book and then I'd move on to this one and he's doing the voice that he did for Cersei, but now it's Tyrion. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what stopped me on this book. It, it's it, you, actually you might like it. It's a fascinating idea. This guy basically he figures out through Christianity, like he starts to discover Christianity because his daughter, who's sinful, I guess already, uh, his wife and his son disappeared. So he's like into this world oh, that's now. Sting. Yeah, he's in this world now where him and his daughter are there, and he's like eventually kind of starts to figure out through religion, like because his wife believed that the rapture was coming, and he figures out like, oh, it was. He starts Does to believe. Does he figure out where he went wrong with his daughter? Uh, it was what daughters like him. They're both just kind of like they're too skeptical. There's still it's a Christian book, you know. Like yeah. they're still like ah, they just got skeptical. Yeah, the whole and, you can't even have bad thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's one of the things that I had trouble. But at the same time, in the situation they're in, you can almost like suspend your disbelief because it's like okay, they figure out the rapture happens, and, and as a reader in the book, you're figuring out too. Oh yeah, the rapture does happen. Most of the world doesn't believe that. They just it's like the snap. From Marvel, they're just like people just fucking disappeared. Excuse my language. Ah, um, uh, you know, uh, we we kind of dropped, dropped that pretext. I know, um, but yeah, it's like just the snap. People just don't know really what happened, and then you're starting to realize that like there's this rise of this politician who's clearly the Antichrist, you know, and like, <clears throat> and oh all right, that's like a whole thing in the Bible, isn't it? Like, yeah, the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to become president. And- uh well, well yeah, not, not, well, president, president didn't exist in the time of the Bible, but they said he'd basically like, rise to a position of power. power. Right? So in this, it's like, and it because it's like the president isn't even the top. So in this, it's not the president of the Is United it the States. It's no, it's the um he becomes the the president of the UN, and then they because of the things that start happening because you know the rapture's happening, all this other crazy stuff starts happening. The UN like kind of dictates and and creates this like new world government where he's like the Supreme Chancellor or some stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like he becomes a global president, essentially. So it's the Star Wars prequels. In a way. He speaks every language. And it's it's um, it's um interesting because it's, it's, a, it's a good book. Like, there's some drama in it, too, because, like, at one point he he becomes the, uh, the Air Force One pilot for the Antichrist, you know, like the main oh, character. Geez. Yeah, so, like, they get close. They're kind of doing the spy mission. But at the same time, it's like, they start because they pray regularly. Like his daughter's like falls in love with this journalist, and then they're going to get married before they have any you know touching. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> so it's very Christian. But you at the same time you're reading it, and you're like, well, shoot, if this all happened to me, and like I now suddenly saw like, oh crap, it's 
real and it's strict, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm on my knees. Here we go. Dear Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be in it in a second, too. And I get that's why, again, you kind of have respect for families. Sell like, out. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that's why it's relatable and it makes you kind of consider, like, uh, about you. It makes you at least consider your own spiritual beliefs because it's like, well, shoot, what if this is right? What if this rapture in the Christian Bible is right? It's like, oh, dang, about to be brutal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, but it's it's cool. It's given that you you were like me, where you love the text and all this stuff, you should check out this book. It's what's it called? It's called the Left Behind series. I'll have to check. I it have out. it on my Audible. You can download. Yeah, I've I mean, we don't do that. We don't do that. That's not lately. a thing we do. We don't share our login. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I certainly didn't just borrow like six books from you. Listen, Audible. We I both, certainly did not. We just... both pay the membership fee. Yeah, <laughs> we, I certainly did not just binge through the picture of Dorian Gray. Did you really? I did. I did. We I talked about it. it. It's, well, because it's been since I was, I had been like book. twelve or thirteen. Like I was relatively young to be getting into the classic books. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did that when I was too young too. I I realized going back and listening to it, there's a lot that just went over my head as a kid. Yeah. Well, because you get bored. Well, yeah. It's it's very. So, like, I feel like I owe an apology to every English teacher I've ever had now. Uh, <laughs> Make you realize <laughs> they probably I'll shouldn't be teaching at such a young age these, all this ancient literature. Well, and here's here's a, another shout out to JR, because he's the only person I know who has actually given the book a second chance, but uh, like Tale of Two Cities. Oh, really? It was one of the ones we read in high school, and I thought it was the worst. Did he did like, he like I couldn't it? E second time through? Yeah. Oh, oh JR loves the book. Huh. It's one of his favorites. And so having reread the picture of Dorian Gray now, I might have to finally cave and give it a second chance. I uh, I hope you're happy, JR. God, maybe I want to. I was about to getting ready to start doing here, but that's an interesting one. I've never considered. That makes me think of like some of the other iconic no, ones. Please start doing. I want to hear your thoughts on yeah. it. All right. I'll, I'll um, do doing next. It's because um, we're, we're a little over halfway through now in the book club. Okay. It's... Let me jump in. Like I have another week or two with my part-time guys, and then I, I don't get as much reading done then, so I might be delayed that makes a couple perfect weeks. Sense. But it's like the, the best time to listen to audiobooks how, for me are like the days where not everybody's in the yeah. office. What's the what's the runtime? Uh I don't know. I know it's like a six hundred page book. Okay. I'll, so uh, it's it's probably gonna be like a good 15 to 20 hours okay I, I can probably i'll probably catch up with you real fast if oh, not. i'm sure because <laughs> once i start going to once it's just me and mikey working again for a couple weeks i'll probably just freaking blow through it i i move quick once i yeah. start a book it'd um, be fun if you if you caught up with the book club and you just kept pace like it'd be cool to have an extra person to weigh in on yeah stuff. it's for me it's a matter of time i i'm down yeah. maybe i might be down to try let's we'll have to talk keep talking um, I mean, it's five chapters a week. That's like a day of listening, maybe. Five chapters a week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. It's just, I, honestly, it's fine at the time because I, I, yeah, it's just so sporadic for me during the workday when I can listen. Oh, um, dude, I, <clears throat> I wake up early, have my coffee, read at least a chapter. It's become a ritual at this point, and that's it cool. is, I, Part of me feels like an old man. Like that seems like an old man <laughs> thing to do, but like I just I love it so much. <laughs> it's uh, it's cool that the Tale of Two Cities things got me interested because like, <clears throat> there's books Dune I've wanted to read. There's other books like I've wanted to read. I mean, this 
don't let this mean anything to anyone, but it's a, an iconic book, and I've always wanted to try it. The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. I have too, because like, I've read I've, Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, I've read Atlas Shrugged, and it's eh. it's a. I mean, it's not bad, but it's the story's it's pretty okay, propagandistic. But it's, it's very <laughs> preachy, and yeah, like, yeah, like <laughs> like it, it'd be fine if it was preachy and like at least somewhat non-fictional. Yeah. But it's like like everything is straw manned in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm glad I read it. Yeah, I, I'm well, glad. Well, it's another famous book. It's like, and, and I'm sorry, I'm not the person. There are people that if it's a no no book, they don't read it. And it's like yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to read it. If it's a no no book, I need to know why. You know what I mean? Like, and so I read Das Kapital and the Communist Manifesto. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I read For all sure. the books that you're supposed to not read because it's bad or whatever. Because like. <clears throat> that's the whole freaking point i want to know at, why it's at bad risk of delving into politics like like all of it's fascinating too but marx in particular is interesting to read yeah like marx it's interesting is... to get it like because you you really feel like you can just kind of peer into what was going through his head and mm -hmm. well in his uh you know and you can like follow his thought processes he's developing yeah. this philosophy it's kind of cool what blew me away most was uh, i didn't realize to like the second or third time i read uh the manifesto that his whole thing of the communist revolution is going to be when capitalism reaches its peak where no one has to work then communism sets in you know what <laughs> i mean like essentially that's what he's saying and i think that was a very fascinating point for all these arguments about whether communism works and all this i was like oh even marx kind of recognized like it's the next stage. He, at yeah. least, it, and I would say recognize. I mean, it, I, I could be wrong. He believed it was the next stage from capitalism. And Which, uh, it so makes you raise a question of like, obviously, all the people that died in the Soviet Union and stuff like, oh, maybe just pushing it was the problem. It's you funny know? that he says that because um, he doesn't explicitly like, like, say that, but he, he, he just about says it. Well, that's like like I've read other political philosophers on multiple different ends of the spectrum. They reference um Alexis de Tocqueville, who's a very prominent, like, enlightenment thinker. <laughs> oh. Apparently. Tacos. <laughs> Alexis, stop. <laughs> so, apparently. You can't uh, say that name. I saw yeah. it light up behind yeah. you. All right. So, yeah, no, 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 no. Alexis de Tocqueville is canceled, apparently. Uh, de tacos. But, uh, <laughs> no, like, he. He visited America in like the early 1800s and his biggest observation was like, or his biggest fascination with America was that it's the only Western society that never went through feudalism. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of thinkers since then have referenced like Russia skipped liberalism. It went straight yeah. from feudalism into communism. Uh, yeah. And that's like all they, of the, all of the shortcomings of the Soviet Union were because they kind of yeah. skipped that. Well, if I'm not mistaken, stage of even, a society. if I'm not mistaken, even Marx talks about because uh, his version of capitalism at the time was like mercantilism. Yeah. And he even recognized he think that capitalism would evolve through mercantilism, which is, is basically a base level of corporatism through yeah. into a more open capital. And then he even predicted that um, it could easily become a corporate corporatist kind of thing. And it's like that's the flaw in capitalism that he points out. Right. And it's like but he also doesn't say that that that's innately bad because he recognizes flaws in socialist views as well. So I, I don't know. Marx is definitely a fascinating read and, and de Tocqueville is pretty interesting too. Oh yeah. All of it is. Yeah. Uh, 
Rousseau was another one that I always found fascinating. I've read Rousseau. Um, like the the political philosophers of like antiquity, you know, yeah. Plato, Aristotle, Socrates. Sure, uh, they're fun. They're a lot harder to read because they've yeah. they've been translated so many times. I, but I, like even even yeah. they, like even reading their stuff, you see there is they lay out that kind of cycle of a society and they try to predict okay what's the next stage i I find that free democracy but where does it go from here well like i find it fascinating like plato and stuff especially because this is a guy living in a democratic society a fully democratic society so like his theory is basically kind of some version of like his next level is essentially like a version of elitism it is, you know well, what it I mean? Is, like, it is. It's he he advocated for an aristocracy. Yeah. And it's funny because I think it was uh, Aristotle who was Plato's student, but basically made his entire career out of like fuck everything this guy just said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> he he actually in uh, I think it's politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he like lays out. All right, so Plato wants an aristocracy. Well, where do we? go at you know an aristocracy has a time limit where does it go from here it goes to like a military dictatorship yeah yeah and then it goes from a military dictatorship into like just anarchy yeah and then it goes from anarchy and back into like a republic and a democracy and and it's it's fascinating too because uh like plato recognized his whole theory on that was that democracy naturally leads to like i mean I mean, chaos. Yeah. Majority rule. Like there's his whole idea of like, is there anything morally correct about four people voting to rob a fifth person at gunpoint? You know, well, he didn't say gunpoint, but you know what I mean? Like that's I, I'd be pretty <laughs> impressed if he did. That'd like be pretty cool. Like, like it's, reading it's a, through Plato. What the hell is a gun? It's a fascinating <laughs> thing for him as a philosopher to be like, why is this uh, the system? Why does this system make sense to anyone? Like, what are, what do all these dumb people that aren't me know? <laughs> like well, such a Plato just, thing, you know? <laughs> like it's it's crazy in general that we as people are even capable of asking those questions. Yeah. Like the whole fact like we that can, human and, consciousness and yet, is able to, And yeah. yet we can't just be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. We have to like we're Yeah, we able, have to take it further. We are than that. human beings we have to and we accuse other people of being wrong yeah. for having for coming to their own conclusions about these things that we're not even supposed to, as animals, think about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this whole idea of like the subjectivists of like if everything is fluid, wrong, right, all that stuff, then you, you shouldn't be telling anyone that they're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of subjectivists that will tell you that you're wrong. And it's like, how you're, you're building a worldview. You know that, right? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like it, this is why we try not to get into politics. Like there's, it's such a it's actually weird, kind of fun to talk politics without giving our personal politics because well, it, it's fun to talk about just in general our you know the way that we've kind of delved into this world and wind chimes really going crazy oh yeah I can you hear him on the mic maybe we should uh, maybe we should turn the mic for a little let uh, see. yeah let, let me give you a little uh, nighttime in California ASMR out on the wind ranch here we go ah. Uh. You can't hear the crickets. The crickets were closer before. I don't know if anyone can hear that, so we're just gonna move on. I don't know. <laughs> Probably can't hear the bullfrogs either. That's that's yeah, one of my favorite the bull parts. Bullfrogs is the best part out here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No, I, I love talking about this stuff. I, you know what the thing is? I think the root of it all, Blake, is we like philosophy. We like political philosophy, other things, because it's not about where we personally stand. It's about recognizing what kind of thought humans are capable of. I think I figured it out. We have an obsession for philosophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the only modern day place to really get it is politics. Yeah, everything's and it's, political. And it's like, yeah, you... Yeah, you, that's a good you, point that, because that's, that's the shitty cheap drug that you use yeah. to get your philosophy fix. That's a politics. good point because there's not a lot of, uh, like there's this day and age. Like, what modern philosopher do we have that's not a political philosophy? What what we don't really have I mean, any like philosophers. Jonathan Haidt, I guess. Yeah, but even he's like it's it's moral. Well, it's moral philosophy, but no, yeah. you make a good point. And I, yeah, come I'm, on, let I, me have this one. You're a good point. I love Jonathan Hyde. He's fascinating. It's funny Is though, it but, hate but, or height? but it's height, I believe. But even he gets into politics. Oh, he like, does. Even that book like, that I, I'm reading, I was reading The Righteous Mind. It's about why, what the moral philosophy is of. Left leaning, right leaning, center leaning people. But then he writes a twenty hour audio book. Well, I, it, I guess he didn't write an audio book, <laughs> but it's a. I listened on Audible. It's a twenty hour book on just like why some people are happy and why some people hate their lives. The happiness hypothesis. Yeah, but it's even more than that. I love that because he's, he's oh, just conglomerating so all of the different philosophies well, it's just, it's on all what those the things. point. Well, it's How about somebody what... who's living paycheck to paycheck can be happier than a freaking billionaire. Yeah. And, and that, that's not always the case. Yeah, it's not always. It's a. It's about something deeper. And like it, it's about finding that little niche in life that's for you. Yeah. Well, and it's him realizing that like it's not even about being happy that makes them happy. Because what's the reference he makes all the time? Like someone might win the lotto and be miserable, or what is it? Uh, 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 oh yeah, someone like someone might get uh, in a car accident, be paralyzed, and lose both their legs, and the year afterwards is going to probably be the worst year of their life. But that experience might lead them down a path to greater joy than they ever experienced before by meeting someone in a, in a, in an outreach program or, you know what I mean? Like there's all these different factors. The whole idea is that life is about being open and rolling with the punches yeah. more than it is about being happy. Happiness well, and is that's, fleeting. At the end of the day, what it is, is don't try to change the world. Try to find your place in it. Well, and don't if if your only focus in life is to be happy, then you're never going to be happy because when things are going your way and you start to feel happy, you will recognize but that that means that the unhappy times are next and your happy times will be ruined by the anxiety of the bad times that are coming. And I know that from personal experience. This I've week on Family Records gets deep. Deep. Well, I've gone through that, man. I mean, we all <laughs> no, suffer we with all our have. own little de- our own psychological COVID issues. COVID sent us all through it, man. Yeah. Like, I am so glad there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, it's- there's a, there's an insight in that. And I've I've been personally uh, dealing... And that, that's where Fat... When Fat Tango started happening, Mikey had the idea and all this stuff. I was kind of going through all this, and I, I that's why I jumped on it. And that's why we ended up bringing you on board and Ellis on board, because oh, it's yeah. like... It's like Mikey was like, I just want to make this podcast. We'll just make this and make it out. And I was like, no, nah, dude, more than that. We need to do Let's do more. And he was like, oh, that sounds fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I was like, yeah, all right, you work on that. I'll work on this. Let's go. And then you were here and we we're and like, now here like, check he this is out. turning my like, little pony into an academic project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's uh, life is about pursuit. It's about uh, not the pursuit of happiness, but the pursuit of purpose. Yeah, it's not about achieving purpose. It is about the pursuit of purpose, and I think that 
brings you it not happiness because it's not happiness it's not and it's not contentness it's it's just you feel like you're living up to your well, potential it, it brings you purpose you recognize it, well, exactly. that you'll never That's feel it. like you've achieved purpose but it brings you purpose in that your life has a point. Well, that's like the the amount of jobs. Even if you only have a handful of listeners, yeah. we love you guys. The amount of <laughs> jobs that I've left that are considered like steady or safe jobs, you know, that a lot yeah. of people would kill to have just because like my heart was never in it, mm-hmm. you know, and here I am, I'm doing stand up, I'm doing the podcasts and yeah. it's, you know, I haven't made a dime yet, but it's this is that sense of purpose that I've gotten. Hey, take it from someone who does have a job that they're not particularly passionate about. Yeah. You I, know, <laughs> exactly, man. Like that's what I'm, I'm saying. I've been in I'm, that same I'm, position. And I can never leave my job as a contract. I can never stop being a contractor unless something like this starts to happen. Um, because I mean, well, I, can, I can't support a family teaching music like I used to, you know, like, Oh yeah. Well, and that's like, that's always been something that, I've kind of grappled with is the, you know, do you just live out your days punching a clock mm. or do you go for it? Cause there's, there's a window, it's, it's there's, a tr- o- there's a small window to go for it. And after that, yeah. it's kind of like, like you can do this or that, but it's really just that finding a way to stay happy through it all. Yeah. That, that being said, I don't begrudge anyone that does that. No, no, absolutely uh, not. I mean, there's times we're doing all this stuff and I'm, bummed that i'm not playing like the look at the, the world we live in now the amount of things that you have the escapism that you have with movies and video games and tell like I there's a no lot of time for that shit anymore i know and it's it sometimes it bums me out because i love video games uh, there's so oh. many i'm so many games behind i will love getting immersed in a game and, and losing myself but i i don't have time for it anymore and i miss it but i, I feel better doing this I do. Yeah. You know? And it's it's almost like And, and I don't like, know, like if this ever happens and we're doing this full time, I'll have time for games. that. Like as much as I enjoyed video games, it was that fleeting enjoyment as I'm playing. I like that doesn't yeah. carry over. This carries over. Well, and I think once you have a punch in the clock job like I did, like coming home, like at video games, it's like, oh, I'm playing a game and I'm if I'm really into it and immersed in it, like the day just becomes about like get done working so I can go home and play video games. It's like after a while you're like, well, I'm just living two different lives. <coughs> one of them is exciting. One of them is not. And the exciting one ends and there's no real, no yeah. real risk in it. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's, that's why it, this it's important. is important. It's good. And there's certain people that like, I have some of my closest friends. That's all they want in life. And I and I get it because we all want different things. And that's not to say the, there's people that will sit and say that that person's lazy and blah, blah, and it's like that, man, I don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. Yeah. You're not lazy, man. You, you dig that. And you know what? That person yeah, I'm you, thinking of goes you work and, your and, ass off to yeah. be able to go and enjoy yourself from 5 PM to 10 PM. Yeah. Well, and that guy, same guy, like that. I like the one in my life. He, I love him. He's a badass. He digs even more into that. Like it's, he's even more immersed in that culture than I am because it's more, He's not, it's not a fleeting. Is this one Mikey? No. I'm, I'm just going to keep guessing Mikey nah, until it is. He's a buddy of, mine, <laughs> buddy of mine, Mike. I love him. I haven't actually seen him in years. He's got a family and stuff now, which is crazy. But that dude, like, 
outgamed me on every flank. Actually, speaking of Jack Daniels, we talked about that in our first episode. Mm-hmm. This was a buddy of mine that uh, I went through my Jack Daniels fan. He was he was living with me at my mom's house for a little while, and uh, he introduced me like the Gears of War games and all and Bioshock and Fallout. Wait, all did these. You say his name was Mike. Yeah. I have a friend, Mikey, that I went through my Jack Daniels phase with. Really? Also different from... <laughs> then from your Mikey? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. This is my Mikey. Oh, not okay, Fat okay. Tango not Mikey Fat and not your Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is a buddy of mine, Mike. He... Okay, hold on. This is a quick PSA. Stop naming your kids Michael. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. The numbers are showing that people are not naming their kids Michael anymore. <laughs> it's slowing down. It's um, about time. Yeah. No, this dude introduced me to Fallout to to the uh well, Assassin's Creed technically, although he didn't really like it. But he introduced me so many games, dude, and uh I became a gamer because of him in a lot of ways. And then he uh but he's been immersed. Like he's like you know, he's like in his 30s and he still wa- he watches like professional gaming and he watches like YouTube personalities gaming and stuff like that and gets a lot of joy out of it. And it's like I don't sit and watch it, but he'll sit and show me. Well, it's been a while now, but he'll show me like who he's watching these funny videos, and I'm sitting and cracking up and whatever. You know what I mean? And you're like, dude, I like watching you watch it more than I like watching it. You know what I mean? That's, like, because it's funny like cause you are you're in it, man. Because I've got another, or like I've got a friend who was like that too. He was, um, you know, I had like I had my group of friends when we were in middle school. We'd like all get together on Saturday night and play Call of Duty. <laughs> Or whatever, and one of these kids who was always one of the better players in our group has started a Twitch, and he's doing oh nice video game streaming now, and it's nice. You know, I'm not huge into watching let's plays and stuff, but every every now and again I'll tune in, and it's Ed cool to Ed, watch, and yeah. it's cool to see people pursuing that. So yeah, shout out Sam. It is what it is. Uh, well, I can't remember the Twitch handle off the top of my head, but we Put might in throw the show in the notes. description. Yeah, see if they're cool with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this dude, Mike, I remember we uh, Gears of War 3 came out while he was living with me. Did you play the Gears of War games? No, I never really did. Really? They're very like He-Man, Hoorah kind of See, games. I love John DiMaggio, so yeah, I, he's, you'd yeah. think I would get into the Gears games, but just he's never did. It. Uh, I don't know. I, I, You know what? I, I don't know that I would have liked it by myself, but they have two-player story mode. Uh, so you play as That's the two main characters. That's not see a whole lot Yeah, anymore. so him and I would play it a lot, and then... Um, I remember the the third game came out in the middle of the summer, and we were living in San Diego, where it's even better in the summer. So I had this big ass TV, and we brought it out. And my mom had this little courtyard at her house that never got used, and we had cleared it out, and we uh, set up a TV and some like freaking couch chairs and stuff, and we spent the week going out there every night, staying up till two a.m., drinking Jack Daniels and smoking cigarettes because <laughs> I was a smoker at the time. That was from like a couple of years that I was a smoker when I was 19 and dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but he, he so we just smoked, drank Jack Daniels and played <laughs> Gears of War. And it was awesome. Oh, it was yeah, so yeah. much fun. Oh, I've been through that. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, but the thing is, like, that's not fun anymore, which no, is weird. Yeah, like, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't I, get that dude, joy doing staying up late, playing games. Like, I, I hate myself if i find like if i sit down and i play video games and i spend more than like two hours doing yeah, it. yeah if i waste a bunch of time like, yeah it's like oh god i could have written i could have edited yeah. i could have the literally the know, only I, game that i still do that for is assassin's creed the oh new yeah one comes out assassin's creed and anything rockstar games puts out yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. true 
That, but that's that's about but it. Like they only I have put other out games a game every six years, so. Yeah. I have other games that I'll buy, but it's like, you know, I'll play 20 minutes here and then put it down for two weeks yeah. and yeah. then play I, another 20 minutes. I've had a game yeah. that I've had for like two years now. It's one of the Ghost Recon games, and I'm not even halfway done with it yet because huh. it's just, yeah, like I'll pick it up for 20 minutes and then be like, all right, that's enough video game time. I got to go <laughs> do something else. Are <laughs> are you, um? oh God, uh, what was I going to say? Are you... Are you getting a new Xbox? Are you going to get the new one? I, I'm i on the fence, my honestly. My one just died. Just died on me. Oh. Yeah, so now I'm like, okay, I guess I'm looking for a Series X. Not that I'm, I have all that money, but... <laughs> see, here's the thing. If, if I upgrade to a next-gen console... You going to do a PlayStation? I'm leaning towards PlayStation. Really? Namely... Because I got to like sit down and play the Spider-Man game for like oh, yeah, half yeah. an hour once, and now that's like, yeah, that's that one of the awesome. games that I just Dude, you, I Mikey want has to just a PlayStation. Into. Just play play it. Just go play <laughs> it. Trust me, I, I should trust me because I played it, and now that I've played I it, I feel like I'm, I'm intruding because Mikey either just sits there and watches movies. Just ask on him his to borrow it. Or, it, uh... He never plays his PlayStation. <laughs> ask him to borrow. You can put it in your like if you're telling him you want to play that game. Ask him to play that game. He's gonna give it to you like he did with me, and you just have it for a month. <laughs> like honestly, dude, fair. It, that game is great. Oh but yeah, it was I, a lot of fun for that half hour. I that got to one, play it. it's like really the only thing. And now that I've played it, I don't think I'm moving from Xbox. I have so many games and movies and all these things I've purchased through Xbox through the years. I don't think I can shift. And I, from what I understand, it sounds like I the Series like X can be the better back system. Catalog of games that I've bought and never played on Xbox. Yeah, well, and, and movies and stuff, TV shows. Like I don't know. I, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did you did you ever play the Bioshock games? I did. I actually so I started with Bioshock Infinite. I'm weird like that. I'm I'm late to the party with a lot of the popular game franchises. You went Infinite and like, first? Did you love it? I enjoyed Infinite. And then you went backwards? Yeah, I went yeah, back to the I first Bioshock. I can't see going backwards. I went back to the first Bioshock and I enjoyed it, but like I don't know. It, I kind of ran into the same thing. Infinite like I went through a period a where I wasn't playing video games and I just uh, I put okay. it down and I forgot about I, it. I played one, then two, and I liked them a lot. And then Infinite came out and I, uh, I, I've i played Infinite three times before I had kids. I played it three times and I tried to go back and I couldn't play the other ones. Uh, and I love those games. I love those. But Infinite is just, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> See, oddly enough, like with other games, like with fallout i i got really into fallout really? i i tried playing fallout 3 i tried playing fallout new vegas and i always kind of like hit a point where i just got tired of it really i played fallout 4 loved it beat the game then i went back and i replayed uh fallout 3 in new vegas and i just i had so much better of an appreciation for oh, the okay. games i was just saying it's funny is i it was just it was i, I like I new I vegas best out of all those not super into the whole like first person rpg thing. yeah 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 yeah, for sure did you how about the uh far cry games that was another one it took me a long time to get into because they're, they're somewhere between assassin's creed and and fallout <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of the same thing like i got far cry 4 that was my first sort of experience in it i i sunk like was that the tibetan one like up in the mountains yeah. oh, okay i yeah. sunk like 10 hours into that game and i had fun yeah, yeah but it was just it was another one of those games it was always kind of like 
And like I go, I do this thing. It gets and repetitive. And then I go and I do this thing, yeah. but it's the same thing I just did. Yeah, it gets repetitive for sure. And then I got Far Cry 5, which was just like critically panned. But I had so much fun with it because I lived in Montana. Yeah, I like that. I never actually even beat that one. I liked it and I liked the story, but like it's so repetitive. How did Assassin's Creed break from the repetitiveness so oh, well? Assassin's Creed is repetitive as shit. Well, the new ones have but broken pretty good, dude. There's a lot more like Valhalla had a lot more individual stories. I hope our however many listeners we have are all video game fans because yeah, we've been seriously. on this tangent forever yeah yeah we should, <laughs> actually we should start wrapping up soon um yeah i don't know well the reason i got i just got into that is, is uh outer worlds did i t- mention that yet that i've played? uh no that's what got me on this the, the creators of was it yeah the creators of like fallout new vegas and all that stuff the big ones um they weren't really a part of fallout 4 it like shifted teams or whatever so is this Obsidian, I believe. They started making uh, their own kind of new game that's kind of Fallout. And it's um, it's called Outer Worlds. And I started playing it. This is why I'm bummed. Is uh, Luckily, I have it on an external hard drive. So hopefully if I get a new system, I can put it on there. But it's it's based off Firefly. The mo- the show Firefly. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's obviously not. Oh, but it's, I love the, Firefly. The, the comparisons are clear, dude. Like the ship is clearly Serenity. You know what I mean? Like, oh. and all the characters are clearly based off the different characters in the show. But it's it's Fallout style. Like you're going to different planets. There's different. There's like a mix. There's like high tech futuristic civilizations, and then there's like backwater civilizations, and it's all um, the distant galaxies. So they're not run by governance governments. They're run by uh, corporations. So it's like these corporations that run it. But it's it's I don't know. It's done different. You kind of expect expect that. You kind of expect it to be like which one is Elon Musk's plan? <laughs> Great question. I have to figure that. I'm played enough to figure that out. Um, but they, uh, yeah, it's like you kind of expect that to be a certain way. But the way they present it, you're like, oh, this is interesting. You know, because people are going like 10 years and new generations that were raised with these corporations and no governments. Like, you know, the corporation is the government and jobs like their value structure is completely different and all this stuff. And it's it's kind of a bizarre look into like societal societal norms. That's interesting. Um, Yeah, no, it's 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 fun. And I we've got I started playing it. I was digging it because I had my like my light month for fat tango a few months ago and uh, I, yeah, haven't I had played to spend it. mine writing yeah i haven't played it since and this month i'm going to be prepping the mini series and stuff so i'm not really going to be doing it but, but uh yeah no all that to say like i never would have discovered that game which i do love which is a firefly shot shot out shout shot shit shoot, shot shoot, out shoot, shoot shit out shit <laughs> offshoot there shot you go. out shit out um, <laughs> and i never would have discovered if it wasn't for my buddy who doesn't aspire for more than video games. Like, I don't know. Maybe he does, but like he just digs it. I used to be like, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you try and do that? And he's like, no, nah, I'm happy. And I'm like, I used to be jealous of that. Dude, I like, to some degree, I still dude. am. Like, I I wish I could be happy, like punching a clock and going home and playing like, video games yeah. or watching TV or well, just, some people's video games, some people's thing. fishing, it's some reading people's, books. Yeah, books. It's I, everyone's got a thing. You know, whatever, but like I I wish it was something that wasn't so cost and time intensive. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the thing like, is, I love what we're doing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just like, I, I am jealous of that. Like, oh, you know, it costs me 60 bucks every two months <laughs> to 
sustain my house. I don't know. To sustain I don't know how I I guess it depends on how hardcore of a gamer you are. Oh, the gaming. Like, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like Fat Tango. No, 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 no. Fat like, Tango costs us a lot a more than 60 bucks every it two It does, months. but at least we're all doing it together. <laughs> yeah, no, 60 bucks. That's the thing is the gaming. That's the thing. I, came, I, like, I, I don't understand I that. Like, why is it 60 was so bucks? Expensive, and now it's like, man, it's so goddamn cheap compared to my hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Well, gaming, I was like, why is it 60 bucks for a for an Assassin's Creed game that you can play for 200 hours? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or NBA this year. You know what I mean? Like, well, <laughs> well, I mean, the NBA games have mocap work from the Sean Michael McGrory. So oh, do they? So that's that. that's worth the 60 bucks right there. Yeah, yeah again, right? Like, <laughs> changed my mind. <laughs> we should start wrapping up. Do you want to do you want to give us some interesting archives? This was a good All conversation. Right. We, Let's see what we got. I'm we had nothing to talk about again, and yeah. we just went after it. And you know what? We went over time again. Yeah, we keep doing that. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares about I, overtime? I don't really care. Um, let's see. I I didn't pick one, so I'm Wait, can just... I guess what it's relative to in our conversation? Because you keep doing that. Okay. <laughs> Is it video games? I do not have a video game related one. Bummer. All right. Um I do have we were talking about like literature a little bit. Okay. So I'm gonna go with that one. So Mark Twain. Who? Samuel Clements. <laughs> My favorite uh, book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the guy that wrote uh, uh, Connecticut Yankee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hated Jane Austen with great vehemence. Vehement. Vehement. Vehemence. I, I don't know how to pronounce that word. He Behemoth? hated her a lot. Uh, and is once said on record. Every time I read Pride and Prejudice, I want to dig her up and beat her over the skull with her own shin bone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, okay, for, first thing I want to pick apart here, he says every time, like, he reads Pride and Prejudice yeah. regularly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every if you hate the book, <laughs> don't read the book. <laughs> yeah. It's a book. Who wants to go to that effort to hate it? Hey, man, he didn't have video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I guess I mean, I'm reading true. Pride and Stupid Prejudice again. <laughs> well, but, like, like, I can just, I can go watch Wonder Woman 84 to get myself riled up. <laughs> it takes two hours of my life. Pride and Prejudice is a thick book. <laughs> like, he, it took him days oh, that's f i love mark twain he was like america's original he's savage he's like america's original troll <laughs> he's uh, he's amazing have you read his autobiography it's been a while but if, i actually i did a like a book report on it in elementary school oh so you did kind of yeah. read it so you know about this like anyone if you haven't listened if, if you don't know this about mark twain like the autobiography don't get me wrong it's 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 a lot of family stories. It's entertaining enough, but it's not as compelling as you want Wait, it to it's be. Wait, it's a lot of family stories? So he's doing what we're doing? He's kind of doing a family records thing, yeah. That's true. All right. Mark <laughs> Twain with the family record for first family records. First family records. <laughs> um, no, nah, if you don't know about it, though, this is it's such a bizarre story. I didn't learn about it until I was late in life. Maybe it's common knowledge. I don't know. Um, but Mark Twain wrote his autobiography. He had people come in, and he just talked his autobiography. And he did an insane... He didn't be like a four-parter huge autobiography and his stipulation was that hey, maybe this isn't the book i did a report on really? in like fourth grade he so he, he i don't remember it being huge it was huge 
I know. So I must have. Yeah. I must have done a. I did a book report on some book about Mark Twain. I thought it was his autobiography. It might have well, just been a regular biography. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, he did the, his autobiography because he was he decided because again he's like the original troll. <laughs> he was decided he's not gonna all auto. His, his whole theory was like autobiographies are um, innately not realistic and not true because. Um, they're being put out in the world that we live in. So the only way to write a pure autobiography is to only allow it to be released 100 years after your death. So that's what he did. Did you not know this? No, I so, love this already yeah, so much. So he, he wrote it and his whole theory was like, all right, I'm going to talk crap about whoever the hell I want to talk crap about, even people that I'm friendly with that I hate that they think I'm our friends. Do you think that's <laughs> where the Jane Austen quote came from? Possibly, dude. <laughs> Possibly. He, his whole idea was like, no one that I know that's alive today, and he was old, so he didn't live too much longer. But like, no one nope. I know alive today is did going die to die on his birthday, which yeah. is a much lesser known or much more widely known interesting archive about Mark Weirdly, Twain. I didn't uh, know that. Really? <laughs> yeah, but I knew this about his freaking I, autobiography. I believe, I believe not only was he born and died on the same day. Oh, he was I, born that day too? <laughs> No, but yeah, not, Sorry, not only it. did he die on his birthday, I'm pretty sure the year he was born and the year he died were both years that Halley's Comet passed by Earth. Oh, I think I did know that. That's weird. Yeah, that's, Why would I know that, but not that he died on his birthday? Proof that Mark Twain's an alien. I wonder how old... Alexa, how old was Mark Twain when he died? Mark Twain died at 74 years old. 74. Okay, so... I like to think that he was like, okay, she did like this. <laughs> she I always like, goes on yeah. every time. I like to think <laughs> that he he was like seventy four. This is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, All right, the mothership's making its yeah. making its pass again. I got to go home, dude. <laughs> it, it is fun listening to that because he does not hold back. He like it's such a brilliant <laughs> thing. The way he thinks, I loved it. He was like, I hate Gary next door. You know what I mean? But he'll talk about in the book. Oh, like, so every day I see Gary in the morning. I say, hey, Gary, how's it going? Good to see you. Love you, buddy. How you doing? Best friend. What are we doing? You want to have dinner <laughs> this weekend? You know, like, and then in the like autobiography, he's like, and then Gary <laughs> <laughs> came out and cut my petunias when he was supposed to cut his petunias. This is all fabricated. There's no Gary. But like, that's you essentially know how I'm going to get the Gary take. back. I'm going to get Gary back. By making it look like whitewashing my fence is a whole lot of fun, and then he's going to want to do it. <laughs> Gary's going to see that coming a mile away, dude. Come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is this is this pre-Tom Sawyer Gary or post-Tom oh, Sawyer Gary? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think he did record his autobiography before he wrote Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Really? No. No. God, no, <laughs> dude. No. I don't know. It was like... He, was pop he got popular off that stuff. Uh, did he? I don't know. Mark Twain wrote a lot of books. I would well, not be surprised if Tom Sawyer was, was a later a, in life book. He was a journalist first. Did you know he went to Hawaii and lived in Hawaii for a bunch of years? I he also lived I did in not California, know that, but I'm weirdly not surprised because Mark Twain Mark Twain did a lot of random shit well, he, in like, his, his life. Like his, he worked on a steamboat crew for yeah. a number of years. Well, his and, first popular writing, you know his first popular writing, right, was the... Uh, Oh my god, I can't remember. It's about the frog races. It's it, it's about the Calaveras County uh, Fair, Calaveras, which is like, not not far like from here, right here. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he yeah, lived no, up like, in the mining area. He was like mining with people, or whatever. And he's like he was a journalist, so he started writing about. The, he wrote a, a 
a story about the county fair. That's a trip because that's it, he like ended up one of a, our close family, yeah, yeah. like ranch friends, owns a huge ranch in Calaveras I'm, or in the Calaveras area. Now you're making me second guess myself. I'm almost positive that it's Calaveras. Oh, no, I fully believe it because he lived uh, in like the Bay Area. Because that's that's another famous Mark Twain quote is the the coldest winter I ever spent was summer, summer in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Uh, the celebrated jumping frog of Calaveras County. That's the name of it. So it's it's a it's I a short story. Yeah, it's his first big success. It brought him national attention. And it's um, God, I haven't read it in a long time, but it's just about a little jumping frog competition at the county fair. And uh, it's charming. You know, and, well, and of that, course, it's a jumping frog competition at the Calaveras <laughs> County Fair. How much more charming could was, you ask for? You can go see. He lived in a little like one room cabin, you know, at this time. And, and, and he was trying to make it you know, with his friends or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. What do you think it cost him to rent that one room cabin? I, he probably just built it and lived there, dude. Yeah. This was different days. What do you days. think it would cost him to rent it now? Different days. What do now, you think? now I'm saying probably seven hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, no, to rent probably like thirty one hundred. Ah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. That's California. I mean, going especially right. considering that's the that's the one room cabin where Mark Twain <laughs> wrote his first ever nationally recognized piece. Uh, you know, it's got historical value. That might bump it up to like thirty five a year for sure. Mark Twain to rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I love Mark Twain. Oh yeah, he's a fascinating, fascinating guy. Like yeah. we did not deserve Mark Twain. We really didn't. <laughs> and I love how like he's the American writer that's super famous, and he, I love he's clearly an American. You know, <laughs> compared oh, yeah, to the he, rest of the world, I love was, it. He was the original Nick Offerman. Yeah, he was right. Which yeah. oddly enough is a callback to a different episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of Family Records. We should probably wrap up. Dude. I wish we're we almost should. at we, two hours. Jesus. Two hours? Yeah, two hours. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. A family record for no one August wants, podcast? No one. No, we've gone this far before. Oh. Our last one that <laughs> dropped this week was almost. Oh, as what long would as Uncle this. Mike say? Uh, no, no, no. This is the record for uh, worst whiskey tasting. We didn't even yeah. return to talk about Rebel. Worst whiskey <laughs> tasting, not worst tasting whiskey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, well, th- we don't those know. are two separate records. It is possible, but I would say probably yeah. not. <laughs> so yeah. But anyways, we'll, uh, we'll have to see if we can uh, find a bottle of Rebel so we can give it another shot. Do some quick plugs. You can follow us on Twitter at Family Records Poe, or you can probably just search Family Records. That might be easier. We are also on Instagram at Family Records Podcast. Um, there are no followers on there. So, I mean, has anyone posted anything yet? Well, she's it's been posting, but like it's also been like. How much do you want to do if no one's really looking yet? Anyways, yeah, you can post that we're See, dropping that, this episode. That's why, that's I, it's why cool I that we have listeners. It's cool that we have listeners, and you guys rock that you're listening to us for some reason. But um, you know, not everyone's on Instagram. Not everyone follows. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and I don't follow any of them really. Yeah. You know, like so I got an Instagram because I, I thought I was going to use it, and I just haven't. Yeah, yeah. I have an Instagram from those early days when there was when Instagram was popular, and then I. St- Stopped immediately. So there's probably some pictures on my Instagram somewhere. Um, you can also follow me at uh, Matt Tango on Twitter. I am on TikTok at Matt. I'm sorry, Matt Rudolphy on Twitter and Matt Tango on TikTok. Ooh, yeah, no, if you try to follow Matt Tango on Twitter, you're going to find some entirely different person that yeah. has nothing to do with family records. That dude's so cool. You should follow him, though. 
Disclaimer, Family cool. Records is not affiliated with at Matt Tango on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, you can also check out my other podcast I do with Michael Lannon. Uh, they might be bronies, which we have talked about a little bit, as well as our major show, Fam, uh, Fat Tango Presents, which we've talked about a little bit. Um, yeah, other than that, I, I don't really post on TikTok. I stopped, dude. It's been like a week or no, a week. it's been like 10 days. Join the club, buddy. Uh, no, I just don't have time. See, that's, I keep telling myself I'm going to go back and I'm going to start posting on TikTok. And I come up with ideas all the time, but it's just like, uh, I've got two hours between when I get off work yeah. and when I have to go do my show and to execute like, it. Yeah, it's and it's not like, worth it. uh, but like I, I also have to eat dinner and do some chores yeah. and hang out with Bailey in that time, and it's uh, yeah. TikTok just kind of falls to the wayside. I get it, but I totally relate. But if you want to follow me, I do have a TikTok. It's at bsbs comedy. Uh, I am much more active on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic. Uh, and you can also check out, eventually we're going to drop For to Tango, the podcast where all four of us, me, Matt, Mikey, and Ellis, take turns hosting and playing games and just generally screwing around. I announced that that was dropped because I understood it to have dropped like on an episode of Bronies. Yeah, no. And it didn't happen. No. Yeah, I was wrong. I, I, I don't know what the deal is there. Eventually, we're just going to have a shitload of episodes. Yeah, eventually just... we're going to drop a bunch. So that'll be fun. We've had a lot of fun on there. Like, it, and this is this is already the second iteration of the show. Yeah, like we 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 did what three episodes before we scrapped it last time. We didn't scrap <laughs> it. We didn't have the recordings. We, someone lost them. Well, <laughs> well, they didn't lose did, them. Did they, somebody they corrupt, lose them? Or the files did, were corrupted. Did somebody lose them, or did our last episode? go so badly and so not according to plan that we <sighs> lost uh, yeah them. that happened too that's true <laughs> that's true somebody i won't say who <laughs> kind of derailed the whole thing someone who loves wonder woman <laughs> anyways we should sign off buddy yeah, we um, should anyways thanks again for joining us here at family records y'all this was a lot of fun uh until next time we'll yeah. talk talk to you then peace later family records This has been a Fat Tango production.